miniature soldiers, big opinions. This is the Conclave Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Conclave Podcast. It's been a while, guys, but today we've got some. Uh, well, we've got the usual guy, uh, usual people, and a, and a special guest. So first, I want to say hello to the the worst GSE player in the in the UK, which says a lot about our group because he did the best of the most recent tour out of us. Ed, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rich. <laughs> I'm glad that's catching on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Quipster, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Knackered from yesterday, but good otherwise. We'll get into what happened yesterday because that uh, <laughs> sounds like it was a fun day. And uh, we have the the lovely Silver Paints. Helena, how are you doing? I'll probably pronounce that Hello, wrong. Hello, <laughs> I'm really good. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome. Um, so what we, we do is just so we're going to get straight into our hobby progress. So, um, Alex, I guess we could talk a bit about how yesterday was in your hobby progress. So how was, uh, how's your hobby going? My hobby is going all over the place, honestly. So uh, I'm trying to think what the last thing I finished painting was. Uh, probably the, the bikes. I finished, was it the bikes? I think it was the bikes, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Uh, and that was a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about this a bit later on. But one of the things that's been happening is that we've over the last few weeks been to like a lot of competitions and events and stuff. And so we've not really been able to record just because we've all got so much going on. Um, but yeah, no, I've I didn't realize this until someone mentioned it the other day. But the Indomitus box came out almost this time last year, I think. Uh, been summertime since it's been over a year. Yeah, I'm oh over God. It, yeah. yeah, that's so depressing because like I'm looking next to me and I've I've finished everything in the Indominus box except the last three characters. Um, oh, that's that's my hobby progress. The Blade Guard. I finished the Blade Guard. Yeah, um, that's what Rich said. <laughs> oh, sorry, I completely <laughs> forgot that. He doesn't love me. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, no, I finished the Blade Guard. Interesting models. But they suffer from the same issue that I have with all of the easy build stuff. Kind of like the the lines of like certain things are just a bit all over the place. If you know what I mean? Like the edges and stuff. I take offense to that, but yeah, <laughs> I'm not really a good enough painter to know what you mean. But um, <laughs> do you mean like you can't subassemble it? Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's very difficult to subassemble, and it really annoys me. Okay, um, I could oh, I, I could see that. To be fair, um, yeah. I think it's one of those things where you, it's, I find it better just to clip all the pegs because they're quite they're quite uh, tight. A lot of those fittings, aren't they? Um, yeah. I don't know about you guys. I've done exactly. that to get different poses. I just clip the peg and then kind of position it so it can look slightly different. Right. Yeah. But how did I've you, done how that did you find painting the best model in 40k? <laughs> the thing is, though, I it was okay. It was only okay. Um, I I think once I get the the multi pot kit, I'll have a better time with it. Because um, everyone raves about it, including you, mm. uh, Reza, about like how amazing the the Blade Guard kit is. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Um, other than that, yeah, I've got next to me uh, oh, like six characters uh, ready to go. I've got the bases in front of me. I've just been dry brushing them today, and then kind of more in like sort of alternate hobby progress. I've um, this Black Templar tutorial that I've been talking about for like the whole fucking year basically <laughs> um i have almost finished it um all i've got left is i've got to talk about uh like how to put transfers on and like it's pretty much it and how varnishing works and that's i'm going to record that bit and then just do a final little montage of the finished models and 
it's done. Yeah. So, I'm actually yeah. really excited. I've seen snippets of it, but I'm, you've been mm. talking about it so long, and oh, we've yeah. seen we've seen we've seen the completed models, haven't we? Yeah, so yeah. You see, yeah. We um. I just want to see it out there. The people need to see it. In fact, yeah. one of them, one of them is yours now, Rich, isn't it? The Ultramarine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Ultramarines. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, awesome. so they're, company. they're up there on my shelf, looking glorious, yeah. while the rest of my Ultramarines look clueless and. <laughs> <laughs> that, that blue and green is so. It's just so it beautiful. Tasty, when it, yeah. especially when it's that crisp. It's good. So actually, yeah, I was going to say, Helmet, you um, you saw most of the video as it is at the moment. Yeah, I did. What do you think so far? I did. Very cool, and I wish I had seen it before I started, <laughs> because it's just really, it's just really a step-by-step guide for someone who has like some clue but not a lot. And it's mm. just, it's very comprehensive. I wish, I wish I had seen that. I, it's very, yes. it's very high production value. I well, I don't want to overdo it, but like well, it, it took a year you, of production. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. But uh, you, you also do a bunch of stuff in the video that I just, I don't know, how you do that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it's, it, I saw it as well. In fact, I'll, I'll tell the story later of, of why I saw that. Oh my god, yeah. But <laughs> when uh, we get to that. But yeah, I did, I did watch it, and it is really good. It's je- yeah, I am very, very excited for this to come out, and I think it will. I think, Maybe yeah, next as Helena as, as <laughs> says, I think it could be the. I could see it being like the go to video that everybody watches when they get into the hobby. Yeah, I, mean, see. I hope it's the go to Black Templar video. Like, that True. would make my day. What is so funny yeah. is it, like, yeah. if you'd gone back a year, everyone would have been like, oh, Black Templars will never get any rules. They'll never get any. <laughs> <laughs> and it's taken you so long to make this video that now Black Templars are getting rules. It's madness. Absolute madness, Quipster. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so talking about this, I know it's been a while since we made an episode, but I've got to talk about this. I got my first ever piece of fan mail the other day. And I'm putting this in hobby progress because it's just amazing. Like, we uh, in the last... horse's head. (laughs) (laughs) I just just woke up in the morning and there's a corpse of of an animal next to me. Um, But yeah, so basically in the last episode, we were talking about like our favorite models in the hobby. Um, And I happened to mention that there's a special edition uh, Black Templar model and he's holding uh, the sword out in front of him. Um, and it was like a special edition thing. It came with White Dwarf in like 1999, I think. Like when The Matrix came out. Uh, and I looked on eBay and I didn't get one in the end. Um, but I got a message on Instagram from this guy. Uh, and I'm going to read out his tag now. At Minisodes underscore Ed. That's M-I-N-I-S-O-D-E-S underscore Ed. Um, and he just sent this message like, oh, hey. I listened to the podcast. I just happened to have one of those lying around. Do you want it? I was like, oh, yeah, how much do you want it for? And he was like, no, 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 it's fine. I'll just send it to you. Like, I was just like gobsmacked oh, that he yeah. would do something like that. Um, it's very, very cool. So, yeah. Everybody go follow him. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, please do. Great guy. Um, and he, I thought he was just sending me the model. And what he actually did was he, I was going to a competition at the, uh, the Factorum uh, down in Bath. Uh, which is where the Vanguard Tactics Studio is. Name drop. Uh, yeah, first name drop <laughs> of the evening. Uh, where Vanguard Tactics under Stephen Box is. Oh yeah, that's the other thing we need to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about. We're we'll talking oh, about. Yeah, we is... I feel like yeah, I feel like we have. Yeah. we have to pretty much talk about. But, yeah, yeah, we have to talk going, about sorry. that. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, so basically, um, I was going to that competition, and he just sent the box there, and I picked it up. 
opened it when I got home and I was expecting just a model. But what he'd actually done was he had handwritten me a note and sealed it with wax. And I was just like, what? Wow. So, like, I've got it here, and it says uh, Quipster, and then it's got a quote uh, a quote from, like, Sigismund. Uh, now you carry the Emperor's will as your torch with its destiny, uh, with it destiny, destroy the shadows. That's it. Uh, and then underneath he's handwritten, thanks for all the great content, chat, and community support. Keep up the great work, Ed. And I was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. And so, yeah, I put, I put that on my story and I'm, I'm talking about it now just because, like, yeah, the things people do in the community for each other is just amazing to me. So, yeah, everyone, go go follow this guy. He's an absolute legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I think we'll talk about the rest of my hobby progress with, like, games played and stuff uh, in a bit when we talk about the competitions. But, uh, yeah, those have been uh, sort of the big things that have happened to me. Talk a bit about yesterday, so it's a really good segue into Ed. Makes my job easier. Ah, okay, cool, <laughs> perfect. So, uh, yeah, we have uh, a bit of a, a hobby club that we're in in London called um, Battlefield Bermondsey. It's run by our friend Charles. And we actually, we actually do need to get Charles on the, on the, on the podcast at some point. Uh, we just keep forgetting, and he's super busy. Charles Char doesn't want to come on. He calls us the fake conclave. That's what he calls it. <laughs> he's he's a massive uh he's not only a massive craft wars player but his like Mm. signature thing in our group is he has a skyrunner conclave that (laughs) is very beautifully painted and he takes it all the time and so so we didn't really uh, this wasn't really named in connection with it but um yeah I, i still feel like I don't know. Yeah, I still feel, feel like he thinks that we're, we're, we're the fake conclave compared to his, his beautiful models. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Charles uh, organized uh, just a few of us to go around uh, and have some games in his, uh, he's got like a woodworking shop. And it was really, it's weird. Charles has this weird eye for talent in the hobby because like a lot of people in that group have like gone on to become like quite big content creators like Katie from Tabletop Tactics is in there. Uh, reasonably can I say big. name drop? <laughs> reasonably. Yeah, you, you can say name drop. Um, but yeah, so like Katie's in there. We're all in there. Like We do this podcast now. Um, Maxine. Reasonably big. I don't know if I could quite claim that yet. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's gone to the point now where we've well, got recognized at every event that we've been to. Don't say that. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. I think we should be proud. Like, okay, oh, Rich, well. we've got so much work to do to bring his ego down this episode. Sad <laughs> <laughs> <Settle> in, listeners. <laughs> what? No, I think we should be proud of the, the progress that we've made as a podcast. Um, he said after we took like, like a month off by accident. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is, it is really nice like, to have people come up to us, I think, except Ed, and say, like, oh, I listen to the podcast. <laughs> Because this is the thing that keeps on happening to the rest of us. And like, Ed, has it happened yet to you? Like once? I I think if I'm standing next to you guys and you point me out, then it happens. <laughs> that's that's about oh, it's like, it. It's oh, like, oh, oh Ed, the conclave is here and Ed. LGT, it will happen because there's, there's so many people there, surely. And it's like, we're all going to be wearing. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, that, that, that's where gonna it's going to be particularly bad, even from in a conclave t shirt. And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. My, my ego says, please go say hi to Ed, right? Just, just once. This is true. <laughs> Although, actually, I, I will say, Ed, thank you for organising the t-shirts for, for all Legend. of us. They're, they're really nice. They're really cool. Are you wearing yours right now? Yeah, I am. It's been. A- <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call repping. I already just saw that. <laughs> what are you wearing? Yeah. A Thundercat t-shirt. No, it's a custodian t-shirt, yeah. you dick. Oh, it's an eagle. It looked like a cat with like, a microphone arm. I thought it was a cat. Fun cats would have been cooler, to be fair. Um, uh, no, custodians are cool, I'll have you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's actually the majority of my hobby progress. I mean, the rest of my hobby progress has been like trying to teach Helena how to play the game. But <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, okay, we'll get to that in a bit. So uh, let's go to you, Ed. So you you were at the, the, the club day yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was really, it was really cool to see everybody. Um, yeah, Max and and Katie did make it down, which was nice because of course they they don't live here anymore. <laughs> uh, sure, they, right. uh, so yeah, that was cool. Um, and I I've actually been painting a lot of Dark Angels recently. So same as Quipster, I I've been painting Blade and I have to say, and, and Rich, I'm sure you you'll like this. I think this is probably the most I've ever enjoyed painting. Like painting oh, really? these Blade Guards actually turning me on was so was honestly it was, it was so enjoyable i think i think there's a bunch of aspects to them. they feel they feel very very dark angels to me um they oh, yeah. you know, if, if you if you look at the if you look at the 30k deathwing for example they are blade guard that, that is what they, that is what they are so when you when i paint them i really feel like i'm painting like some knights of old caliban it's really really cool um i think i've done an okayish job which is a lot of fun um and then i have to shout someone out as well um harvey painter everybody go follow him really really cool guy he sent me a bunch of lightning claws because i uh made the uh somewhat extravagant (laughs) purchase of uh, a bunch of knight synobium and the knight synobium if you're not familiar are the kind of uh, dark angel specific 30k terminators most of the legions have a specific terminator um, at this mm. point and so i got a bunch of them because i wanted to get some relic terminators because they're reasonably good right now and i'll be honest i wanted a reason to buy the knight synobium <laughs> and so yeah I, I bought those and then uh he sent me a bunch of lightning claws i had some already and so yeah i, I converted been converting up um uh, and painting um yeah, ten relic terminators made from the Knight Snobium. It's probably the largest conversion undertaking I've ever had, and I'm honest, they're not quite done because, like, they, these are not made to have these weapons options um, <laughs> at all. So it's it's going to be quite a lot of effort to make it look quite natural. Um, but they are just such beautiful models. If you go onto the Forge World website, um, yeah, go have a look at them. Because, yeah, and so I'm painting a lot of Deathwing at the moment, which is really fun. I do want to take my Dark Angels out for a spin at some tournaments. Um, so, yeah, that, like, yeah, I'm just trying to get an army list ready. And I haven't actually played with the Dark Angels as much. I've played, I've played one game with the Dark Angels this edition just because I've been playing with the GSC so much. So I, yeah, really am excited to give these guys, like, a proper run. Um yeah, absolutely. We'll have to do a game because we've got to do our Bane Blade match off, and we should do a Grey Knights the Dark Angels where we both get our up to swing with speed with things. Yeah, well, yeah, that that will be definitely a good matchup for me to try because obviously that's a matchup that, in a similar way to get to Quipster, right? Like Custodes, because obviously such an elite army, the Dark Angels, mm. especially mm. if leading to the, the Deathwing, that you know a, a bunch of smites is a lot of points quite quickly. So I definitely think that's one I need to try. 
but yeah, yeah absolutely I mean, i'm looking at the the night synovium on the portal website right now yeah they're they gorgeous are aren't they stunning i mean Helena, what do you mm, think very very cool yeah. are you painting them the same way i am not so this is the thing i've i've gone for like um yeah just deathwing 40k deathwing colors which is what i would assume they would be and of course it's it's not really a thing that's mentioned in any any of the books that i've read at least that they um, have a lot of relic terminators however i can assume mm -hmm. they would have old pieces of plate etc etc they do say that the deathwing kits are passed down for many 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 generations so um yeah, like I can only assume that it's the same models, and so yeah, I've, I've gone for the bone, traditional bone, and uh, green aquilas. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't actually know how they should be painted, really. Yeah. See, uh, I don't know. I've never <laughs> liked cool. the bone armor as much as I like the old dark angels, like black and red. See, I, I totally agree. I totally agree, yeah. and I think it looks really cool. The problem is, you know who else thinks it looks really cool? It's Luther. Yeah. Right, because <laughs> it, is, it is the same color as the fallen, and that is the problem. Is I, yeah, I, I would love to have it, and I do like the quartered uh, deathwing scheme as well. I think that's also mm. really, really cool. Um, but yeah, if you paint your, your dark and your black and red, I, I can't fault you. But um, yeah, I don't know. I try to, I try to stick to the codec. I'm not, I'm not a nitpicky person for it at all, but I try to where I can. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, like it was, yeah, they're just they're, they're super cool. And actually, I will say. Generally, I totally agree with you, and I've never been a massive fan of the bone, but I actually really like the skeleton hall contrast paint. I really it's like. A really good paint. I really like the the, the color it gives, and so mm -hmm. that was actually a pretty big reason as to why I, I started yeah painting so many of these. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then yeah, content wise, I've done a fair bit. So as a consequence of the the tournament, which we'll talk about, uh, yeah, I've actually had a I've done a bunch of collabs, um, which has been really fun. Um, which I forced you to do. <laughs> which Crips was forced to do. Yeah, strongly at Crips' recommendation. Um, and yeah, and I do. I will say actually, because it's a, it's a good thing to mention because people do ask sometimes and I always say like, you know, message Quipster. If anybody's interested in doing content at all, Quipster is, is the man <laughs> to talk to. And you are very community driven, so you are always happy to talk to people. So um, yeah, do drop him a message, um, but just <laughs> say something mean at the same time to bring him back yeah. down. So Crypster, <laughs> you're a um, prick, but can you help today. me with this, mate? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I did some collabs. So Brewboy the Broadcasting, who are a podcast who um, specialise on GSC stuff. Um, I did one with Dan Brewster, who is a um, yeah, he's another YouTube channel. He's getting quite big now. He's done. I really enjoyed that video. Yeah, he's really, done some. Really he's done some really, really um, popular videos that you've probably seen about like you know how to master phases of the game. He's a really, really great way of explaining the game. And then I'm doing it with Zara Kane um, this week, um, oh, who is cool. an, who is another GSC um, YouTuber, which is really cool. And yeah, we're gonna you know talk about some of the things we'd like to see in ninth. I think potentially. Um, so yeah, I've done that. I guess it's been quite a while. So I've probably done a fair bit of content. Um, obviously, Thousand Suns and Grey Knights. I haven't finished the Grey Knight video yet. The Thousand Suns video will be out. Um, so yeah, quite quite a bit actually, um, because we've been away a little while. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, we'll come to you, Helena. What's your hobby progress been like? You right. are an excellent painter. I have to say, I'm very jealous of your skills being so new to a hobby. Ah, oh, thank you. Um, my progress wasn't. Too extensive lately, though. I mean, uh, to be honest, we can just talk about your entire painting progress since you started the hobby, and it would be just as long yeah, as that. Yeah, I was, I was really quick in the beginning because I was like just 
very fascinated by it. I learned a lot very quickly, which was like fun and also had a lot of spare time at the time. I was <laughs> just moving jobs and had holidays and um, yeah, just had a lot of spare time. And now I am in the new job, but don't have so much time anymore. Um, so, and I've started a bigger project, which is the, uh, the Volturnus guy. Um, which so, is a bit of a bigger problem because it takes a lot more um, time and effort and patience. And so I kind of almost dropped him. I didn't touch him for like a couple of weeks. And then I actually went to Nottingham for other reasons this week. Um, for <laughs> because we had a, a delayed graduation ceremony there from my uni. And I thought, okay, I cannot not go to Warhammer World. <laughs> Went there and then got all my inspiration back. Um, That's nice to hear. Yeah. Well, let's let's so, kind of go let's go back to the beginning a little bit because, like, <laughs> I kind of want to talk about your like hobby journey a little bit first because, like, I, I I basically got you into the hobby like two three months ago. Something like that. Um, three months. Three months ago. And, um, yeah, so far you've painted two and two half models. <laughs> <laughs> and how many followers? Three. three. Three models? Three and two halves. <laughs> three and two halves of models. And how many followers do you have on Instagram now? Oh, um, one, 1,700 or something? <laughs> it's a triple mine. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, no, I, I'd be interested to get your perspective on this, actually, because, like, I have always thought women were just better at doing Instagram than men, like because it's quite a visual medium. It requires like a lot of um, like interaction and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. What do you do think? You think I have a given advantage here? Or... <laughs> I mean, one, there are fewer women in the hobby, and so like it's like, oh, there's a woman in the hobby. That's interesting. But I didn't reveal my face until like a week or two in, and I already gained a lot of followers quickly. I think maybe also. From my personal Instagram, I kind of knew bits how to do things like, you know, to use hashtags, like that you need to have good photos, you want to have a very like nice looking feed. And even without even revealing any identity, like who's behind that woman, man or whatever, um, it was already going quite well. And then, um, yeah, I was just really active and like posted a lot, painted mm -hmm. a lot progressed quite quickly and yeah here we are and now i decided to make my first army um start my first army and yeah because like you previous to that your um like your plan had been to do like what yeah. one of every i wasn't interested in anything but age of sigma i i thought they look cool they look fantasy and mysterious and really fun to paint because I wasn't really interested in the beginning in anything else but the painting because I didn't understand the rest <laughs> and um, then I realized that 40k is actually really fun I um, I painted a space wolf for um, my flatmate who's collecting space wolves and um, yeah then I realized it's actually really fun so um, and since I don't I, I haven't met anybody who 
has an Age of Sigma army. So <laughs> I feel like I'm not sure if that's a thing even. Um, so I felt like I need but to. Bamming Cafe had a tournament today for Burn for um, Age of Sigma. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, oh really? Yeah, it was really good. Oh shit. Yeah. I was oh, like, I, just, I thought it was Kill like Team a... today. No, no, it was, loads, it was just like loads of Age of Sigma stuff. There was um, what well, the table behind me had. The, what are the giants? The giant ogre things. It looks so cool. Because oh. all their models are Sons yeah, of Bamat. Sons of the assets, Sons of Bamat. Yeah, there. Uh, yeah. It was a, it was a big, um, um, big tournament. Today. But then again, uh. if you have like organized places like that, they will have those. Uh, mm. But I think Ed, you've got Age of Sigma, already. You've got two so, Age of Sigma. Yeah, so that's, yeah. <laughs> Grips is not wrong. I actually have two Age of Sigma armies, and I have not played the game of and Age of Sigma. That, um, so yeah, I. Well, this is the thing. I exactly the same as you. So I, I was like, the Age of Sigma range is so beautiful. It's it's too mm. beautiful. So I was like, I have to get some models, and so I yeah, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do. Uh, some of those death models they look really cool and then i went oh actually i could i had a, a lot of old bretonian models so i was oh i can convert this and i can convert this and and then convert this i just have to buy a couple of pieces and i'll be there and i realized i because i got so caught up in it but when i finished the army i was like i actually haven't bought any of the new models that got me into the hobby i've just converted <laughs> up an entire army which in itself was, was cool but i was like damn i actually really want an army and and so for me um the Aussie Arc bone reapers for me are some of like my favorite models gw's done and i say that with like i think probably the best for me it's, it's this like the the standard uh mortec guard the skeletons it's like how many how many ranges of models have skeletons in them and i think they are the best I think they are the best skeletons any company has ever done. They just look so cool and they're so good. Mm. And I love all the massive skeleton monsters. Uh, all about those. I do want. To, I haven't gotten the gash, but I do want to get them at some point. Um, yeah. So I, I haven't touched it <laughs> since I bought it. It was like a, a mad, a mad weekend. I just bought a load of stuff off eBay, but I, I've probably got a fair chunk um, because also I think like a lot of it was going quite cheap at the time. So I, I managed to get a, a fair bit actually. But yeah, no. So I, I do want to get that stuff painted, and actually, I, because of contrast paint and the color scheme, I think I could probably paint a good chunk of it pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, we'll see. But eventually, yeah, it, I think it's one of those things where, I mean, exactly the same as you were. You are. It's like, if my friends get into it, I'll do Age of Sigma. But at the moment, yeah. none of my friends really do it. So it's. Um, yeah, that's kind of the thing. Yeah, Alex and I both have ours in boxes. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll get to the Lumineth eventually. <laughs> Give me a minute. Uh, but yeah, sorry, I interrupted. So what, what is the army you've chosen to collect for 40k? Oh, yeah, so it's going to be Harlequins. Um, it's going with an easy paint job there, then. So. <laughs> <laughs> Chose the easiest one. No, but like I wouldn't pick anyone that's uh, anything that's not a challenge. Otherwise, it'd be boring, right? Um, Terrifies me the idea of painting the... <laughs> the, the queen, the I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna stick to the um traditional pattern though i'm definitely gonna do my own thing um okay. not even sure if i'll stick to diamonds at, at all um we we're just talking about it earlier maybe mm. um so because i i painted this slanish guy um that is <laughs> um that's kind of turned out to be very much in like a joker medieval like actual harlequin style and then someone pointed out on instagram actually like oh you would love harlequins at that time i didn't know what it was um looked it up and i was like oh it's 40k i don't want to do that <laughs> but now since everybody else is only doing 40k i was like okay maybe that's the one for me to do and i mean i went to warhammer world and i saw it in person i thought okay i'm convinced they look the coolest um 
and See, got them there. I love the fact though that like the thing that turns off everyone from Harlequins, you were like, yeah, let's do that. That's the like, one thing that turned me on. <laughs> yeah, like the excessive detail and freehand. Yeah. She was like, oh yeah, let's do that. That sounds great. It's so much like uh, ability for creativity and customization within that, isn't there? And they've got a yeah. really interesting and unique play style. So yeah, when you get yeah, around to playing, they've they, they definitely got some shenanigans. You have to have I mean, a chat with AJ. His, his um, Harlequins are gorgeous as well. Oh. Hang on, I'll bring those up on Instagram. But like, maybe give her a minute. We only just finished learning how to do the movement phase. Yeah, sorry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I've got to today, today she learned how to do advancing. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a while. Um, no, I did a little bit on, uh, of research. Um, oh yeah, it looks beautiful. We're just looking at uh, AJ's uh, Harlequins right now. Mm. And like they're like See, but that's so amazing because you can customize the RB so much, like it's gonna be so unique. Whereas all the other ones are kind of like there's only so much customization you can do. But um oh wow, they look amazing. Yeah, they've got for those of you who haven't seen, uh, Alfred underscore Farius on Instagram. Um his Holoquins have this kind of uh like oh what's it called? Like, like graffiti? graffiti style. Yeah, yeah like graffiti kind of style. That's super cool. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to do my own thing. To be fair, I I don't really have a plan when I do these things. I just, like, I know the colors I want to use and just, like, throw them on there. And then I look at it. And usually it's when I've had a night of very frustrating painting and I hated everything I did. And then I go to sleep and think about it. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. And that's how I get my, like ideas and concepts and so I, I don't really know yet what I'm gonna do with them but like something exciting and just, hopefully um yeah, yeah I mean you just showed me earlier how much how many other troops I need mm. to get yeah. I, 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 I got like one troop I was like oh my god six guys that I need to paint <laughs> yeah <laughs> so six. I, I put it together like an army list because she was like oh, oh okay god. if I could have a list of things to buy that would be great for and she and like, I said like I want to have I get a lot I want to get my points up as with as little uh, as few models as possible <laughs> uh, yeah is... and we, we we made it to 40 47 <laughs> 47 models of oh. which one is the incarnate <laughs> I, 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 I kind of I get you coming because when I got all like inspired to do my guard army I was like oh, I'm gonna <laughs> love doing this I painted 10 yeah. guardsmen and by the end of it I was like I want to break everything in my house because I need to yeah. paint another fifty guardsmen. Yeah, oh and that's God. just the troops' choice. That's just the troops, that, and that's yeah. like well, that's probably in an in an astronomical horror list. That's like a hundred and fifty points. <laughs> it's like nothing. Oh, Two hundred <laughs> yeah. points, maybe. But like, what do people do that have seven armies? Like, do uh, they have a them. job, a life? Well, I'm going to say anything. no. I have Sleep. a job all life with all my armies. <laughs> so, actually, I think I need to talk about this really quickly. So, you don't know this guy yet, but there's a guy in the hobby called Say Hi Paul. Great guy. Absolute legend. Um, and, yeah, another name drop. Um, but he goes on DZTV and plays Winters quite a lot. The reason for that is because he has 22 fully painted armies. Jesus Christ. 22. How long has he been painting things? He's been in the hobby for quite a while. 
Um, I think but, they said he did seven over lockdown or something like that, to be fair, yeah, to seven, put into context. Seven armies over lockdown. I wish I had discovered this a lot earlier. I would have used my lockdown a lot better. <laughs> oh my god, instead yeah. of binge drinking by myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's wildly concerning. <laughs> I would have done the same thing if I could drink, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Rich is one of my, my fellow Chronic Illness buddies, so. Oh. Yeah, if, if either of us drank, we'd, we'd just die. <laughs> no one was that. Hence you're doing Warhammer. Yep, yeah. so we did Better Warhammer instead of drinking. <laughs> we, drink, we drink paint. Um... <laughs> no, keep going. Sorry, we keep interrupting. <laughs> um, to be fair, I lose my thread of thought a lot as well. So um, we're going to stop. I'm going to do Harlequins. I'm going to mm -hmm. customize them and see what I can do with them. Yeah, and hopefully play soon. Mm. Yeah. Maybe in like two years' time when I finish painting them all. <laughs> I can, well, if you have I can like actually play. As a role model, it might that might be how long it takes. Uh, I mean, but then, then be... his armies, does look, well, both your armies will look beautiful. So, see, this is the annoying thing. Like, uh, I don't, I, I don't know if this is like a thing that happens to like some, like, people when they get into the hobby and not others. But like, I think when you're a beginner. You kind of don't know what the rules are when it comes to like hobbying, and like you don't know what the uh, like the limitations are, or what's difficult and what's not. You have to finish an army in four months, otherwise you're out. <laughs> <laughs> but things like on your first model, you did glazing and wet blending. Like oh yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I barely know what they that was now. difficult. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, I watched. I I mean. <laughs> I watched a tutorial uh -huh. of the guy that I was painting, like that was being painted by another guy, and he just did like all these like advanced techniques, and I didn't know that these were advanced techniques. <laughs> I was like, glazing sounds really confusing. Still not sure what that is, but I just like try it and I just kept doing it uh, until it took me three models to actually understand what glazing is. Like, I, but I just kind of kept doing it all the time. Uh, I tried to look it up. It was quite difficult, but um, now I understand it a bit better. And um, I understand now what people mean by you have to understand the paint rather than just knowing the techniques, you know? Like, you have to know how pigments work. It's like a and wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Mixing you've potions. Got, you've got to be the paint. <laughs> literally you got literally, to be like water that is that is not even as cheesy as it sounds it's so true you just have to know how pigments flow where you have to push them like especially with glazing because it's like mm. you, you have so little control and uh, the way it looks good is if you understand the paint <laughs> really well i think yeah. i think, yeah, I think I, I we're quite lucky in our group because we just cheat and just ask josh or alex for what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah we have like like it's like six commission painters in the group now yeah like it's ridiculous uh, technically i have actually sold a commission by the way guys so just did you that diorama i made oh shit yeah just want to throw it out there guys you know that, no, seriously, that diorama was really good. I mean, it was returned, but like, it did I haven't actually had feedback for it yet, so it <laughs> could be like, it was awful. But yeah. Um, what is a diorama? Oh, I see. It's like so a Harry Potter Yeah, so I made a Harry Potter classroom for a gift for someone. and um, As a gift? So you didn't well, no, no, so they, they So the person 
Originally, I had made a gift for this person because she liked Lord of the Rings. I made her a Lord of the Rings diorama. And then she wanted to have a Harry Potter diorama for her niece. So she's paid mm. me to make one for her niece. And um, Okay. So, yeah. It came and out it... quite well. I quite like mm. playing and making stuff with terrain. So I've got, I've, um, I've got some stuff. Um, well, when I get to my hobby progress, I'm planning to make some terrain. So I bought some like foam boards and stuff. So, But I'll let you finish it and we'll go to that. Um, yeah. My boring terrain boarding. Cool. That's not boring at all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's basically it. Um, it's just, anything else? It's just the fact that like your first model had like glazing and wet blending. Your second model mm. had like loads and loads of freehand, like freehand designs <laughs> that you've done and like traced out. And I was like, it's I don't know if you guys have seen, but on uh, on uh, Helen's Instagram, um, there's a Space Marine librarian and like the robes that the librarian has it's like quite a big flat surface so she did like a double-headed wolf design oh yeah and i, I was, saw that. It was really cool i was just like oh fuck you like <laughs> that's just unnecessary yeah that was a bit much <laughs> <laughs> talk about raising the bar yeah <laughs> oh god i love that it was your second ever model and i was like for fuck's sake um <laughs> uh... Yeah, it was actually my quick... No, it was my third, and it was my quickest, because that only took three days. Um, and I was like, that <laughs> was really a little rich right now, just being like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, but but the... In three days, I, w- I would have painted 15 Inceptors. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> but they won't days. look like anything as good as that. <laughs> Dude, in three days, I would have painted a leg, and they won't look <laughs> as good as that. <laughs> no, you edge-highlighted the leg, yeah. Oh god! <laughs> so awesome. yeah, I think that's all your. So, that's yeah. my progress. Well, we'll, we'll pick up some bits you've made later because I'm really interested in your trips. Yeah, the world. yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. So quickly, my hobby progress. Uh, so we spoke about the tournament. So my experience is so good. I've decided to do grey knights, but we'll get more on that later. So I've been painting a lot of grey knights lately. Uh, so I painted three dread knights so far, uh, three strike squads, and been having a lot of fun playing them. I've played a couple of games now. Um, and um, yeah, I, I mentioned I've, I've got I've bought some foam board. I bought these little like metal couplings to make into barrels. So I'm going to be trying to experiment with making some terrain. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, have you considered buying the Vanguard Tactics terrain, which is available at uh, Foreground? Dot com, I think. <laughs> Foreground Publishing, isn't it? Yes, I have considered buying it, but where's the fun in, you know, not making it for yourself? And plus, I could use it to, like, make dioramas and stuff with with my models. Mm. That's true. Actually, I was going to say, I think we all kind of missed out on hobby progress talking about uh, Vanguard Tactics, because, like, I joined the Academy, the Vanguard Mm -hmm. Tactics Academy. Uh, You did as well. Uh, Ed, did you already? I I have joined it. Yes, I have joined it. it says my, my my membership is pending. I don't know. If they're, <laughs> they're, they're considering uh, the scrupulous types, and then and then maybe they won't let me in. I don't know. But, uh, hopefully. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like, oh, you played due to the cult. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Have you done many of the kind of uh, what's it called lessons or the modules. modules? Modules. Yeah, I finished the intro one. I did the terrain one, like the first, like, like setting up the board one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm just doing like the like army building list army building one. one so um, we're pretty similar locations it'll be good because we're playing each other next week aren't we yeah and i'd be very interested to like 
that's going to be one of our learning games because like, we're the, the, like what we learning's in place because they said about playing other people in academy to like help each other learn so exactly we'll, we'll yeah i mean like the the big reason i joined um was because i'm good for it. this is another name drop i hope you're okay with this no <laughs> no not at all full stop Please, um, please do name ex- explain X. them without the name. Let's have a bit of a game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Rich, you love him. Okay. So leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's Liam. laughs> that was easy. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yeah. Shit. Since we're here, uh, massive congratulations to Liam. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Liam from DZTV uh, just handed in his notice. Uh, he's going full time and he's becoming leaving, a full time. Uh, DZTV to join a conclave. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you wish. <laughs> But oh, no, uh, yeah, no. We are part of no, so that even make any sense. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're part, part of the deployment zone now. We've got an episode. We we've got an episode up there. We'll get some more up soon. But uh, yeah, Liam's going full time now. Um, and yeah, he's doing DC full t- uh, DC TV as his full time job. But uh, yeah, no, I saw him last at um, the Factorum event like two weeks ago, I think. Uh, and. We were talking about the fact that he's been doing the Vanguard Tactics uh, Academy for a while now. And he's like, he's good friends with Steve as well. And he was like, yeah, mate, it's just changed the way I play the game. And his results from that tournament were, like, outstanding. He, like, he had three games that were all in the 90s. And his one of his losses was 60 to 90-something against, like, a hardcore AdMech list. And I was just like, whoa, okay, fair enough. There's got to be something to this, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to to see like where I can go with this academy stuff because it's just like little things, you know, like picking secondaries. I suck at that, and it'd be nice to like have a situation where I don't have to like think about that so hard. Yeah, I think like so. I mean, I played against Admech today, and I think all of our experiences Admech have not been uh, a game well of um, where you know we had a chance <laughs> basically and i think just even the first bits of the lessons with like making my list i've made i've really made the list with the secondaries in mind and it helped in the game mm. uh, so i really do feel like even something as simple as that even though i, I always used to think about doing it in that way I, mm. I, I now looking back at it i was lazy in the way i did it whereas yeah. with the way the modules support you in doing it it really helps which is really weird because i should be good at that because what the modules do and what the academy does is what i do for a living anyway Oh yeah, you teach people shit. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a coach, which is pretty much what the academy is. So it's just, it's just, uh, I'm an idiot. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay for it. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, that's that's my uh, hobby progress. Uh, just sort and sweet, sort and short and sweet. I'm making grey knights for LGT. It's in a few weeks, guys. We're excited. Mm, we are. Oh, so uh, to explain to Helen that the, the LGT is the London Grand Tournament, which is and Alex is going to win it. Oh yeah, with custodies <laughs> on I jest. Uh, so yeah, the London Grand Tournament is probably the second biggest Warhammer, Warhammer tournament in the world. Mm-hmm. What, like five hundred players? And you guys are going? Yeah, five hundred players. I thought it was like, yeah. oh wow. Yeah, yeah it's like going, a lot. We're go- it's gonna be a big deal. Are you gonna be, gonna be wearing your t-shirts? Yep. To make sure. No, we're, me and Alex are going naked. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not gonna take mine off between now and then. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so people are about to see you and smell you at the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be overlooked. No. Have you met it? No. He makes all of us look him. really short. <laughs> yeah, well, I've him. seen pictures of you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ralph Lauren, right? I was one of the models. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, in your beautiful costumes. Oh god, this they were cute. We should probably talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh, we oh god, we didn't talk about that at all. <laughs> yeah. So whose idea was it? Oh, Ed, it was kind of your. You kind of set us off on the the dark path of all looking like. Well, you looked fine. Some of us looked like. Well, the thing is, I, I've actually. <laughs> my, mine wasn't even a costume. Like I've just got a new. I've just got Warhammer clothing, and I've just clocked on. I was. To, to be fair, I saw that picture, and I was like. Uh, is this a costume or are these his clothes? Exactly. Like, is this exactly. <laughs> it looked. It, it, well. it, it, it looks free back dungarees. When people when people saw me like on the tube, I'll just say what I'm, I wore in a bit. But when people saw me on the tube, like it looks almost normal enough that people just think I'm some sort yeah. of weird hipster. Like, and I, I just, I just think I can pull this off. Um, but like, yes, yeah, so I, I've just come up with like a fucking brilliant thing, which is dungarees. Right, you got extra pockets. Oh. For your tape measure and your dice, it's it's genius. And then, of course, my Gene Stealer Colts are farming, uh, agri, agri world based. So it, I just, I was yeah. matching the models. It was perfect. And then the guys were like, "Oh, yeah, let's do fancy dress." And I was like, "Fancy dress? What do you, <laughs> what do you mean?" Yeah. I, the thing is, though, like I think we all just kind of assumed that uh, the. There would be a thing summer for it, slaughter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fluff, like, there is a encouragement to fancy dress. So we all yeah. turned up. I mean, Ed looks normal. I look like a tit. Alex looks like, I don't know, a good-looking Harry Potter. And Ad- Adam <laughs> space punk. Adam went all out. <laughs> like, you and Adam went the most all yeah, out. Like, Adam, so Adam was dressed like the Pope. Yeah, uh, who, who was the one wearing the wig? Oh, that was Red. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, that was cute. Which is funny, because... Uh, no hair. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I love that you've done that on like a, a non-visual medium, so no one knows what you just did, Rich. <laughs> I don't know, it's all that matters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so basically, like, we were kind of under the assumption that like this tournament was a bit like the fun and fluff tournament, so there was like a prize for like best costume. Everybody's and you think best you would have won that? <laughs> yeah, no, no, there was um, there was no prize. There, there, was, there was a best, best picture, which to be honest, I was being a bit cocky. I said to the guys, I, said, I think we, I thought like, we've got to be shooting for this. We yeah, definitely I mean, won it. On. And then we didn't even get a mention. <laughs> oh. I mean, they did, at first they didn't even include our picture. Like oh, of yeah. us in fancy dress on the on the Facebook group when they posted all the pictures of all the teams. I think we should get oh, the hint, guys. Like, it's a serious competitive tournament. Us turning up like that was probably. Yeah. <laughs> I love how like Manny Chima turned up to that tournament with his like ultimate <laughs> smash orc list, and we're yeah. just fucking us yeah. in the back in fancy and, dress. And, and he wears like yeah. an esports jersey as well. <laughs> yeah, he's got his like actual team name and like sponsorship yeah. deals on it. Oh. It's like it's just, it's like in Formula One if like you had. Ferrari versus like an ice cream van van with like the guy inside who's dressed up like the honey monster. Saying that, so my first game was against Boris, who wears one of the jerseys that's sponsored by Bam and Cafe. Uh, And my first game against him, and he just turned on the table and looked opposite with me wearing a massive blonde wig, a Roman (laughs) outfit, and little fairy wings. So um, I was trying to be sanguineous, but you know. I I will say, someone next to me. (laughs) Someone next to me was just like, is. Is Rich like cross dressing today? <laughs> like that's totally cool. I just, I just, I'm just, I didn't know that was a uh, thing. Like, on, no, no, he's dressed like Sanguinius. It's fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> a bit annoyed people didn't get that. <laughs> as soon as literally all I had to say was like, oh no, he plays Blood Angels, and they were like, oh, oh now yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can just pull it off as a as a marketing gag for the Conclave. Yeah. That's what that that's was. What yeah. was. Yes. <laughs> but fun and fluff, we're gonna do it. 
and oh, yeah. it'll be great and it will fit in hopefully are you are you sure this time that it's a thing there i'm gonna i'll we are certain. i'll message the organizers jack if you listen to this right <laughs> if you do not make fancy dress a thing i'm going to i don't know be upset with you because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like no because like jack buckley who we've been talking about very consistently through this podcast and have not once had actually on the podcast. Yeah, we just <laughs> um, yeah, we need to do that. Um, but yeah, like he's one of the tournament organizers for the London Wargaming Guild. Mm. We know him quite well, but we know him well enough that now, now that he knows that we're all going to dress up for the Fun and Fluff tournament, what he'll do is he'll be like, yeah, yeah, guys, dress up, dress up. There's a whole competition, oh. <laughs> and he'll just like not tell anyone else. Oh, okay. So we'll be the only people again. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, you make it your thing now. Just, just do it always. And we're, nobody we're just will so cool. It. We can carry it off. Anyway, we've yeah. we've, we've derailed horribly again. <laughs> so um, let's get back on to uh, one of the main topics for today's episode. Uh, we like to call this segment "Getting into the Hobby." So uh, I don't know why I went all radio. So um, Helena, you're new to the hobby. Not Am to, I? Not to. Uh, I'm already um, three months in. That's I'm, new. I'm a that, that's, pr- that's pretty new. I'm in in terms of terms of newbiness, you're three months. I'm two years. Or come out to two years. Come out to two years, Alex. Probably can't. Yeah, yeah, two uh, years now. And then um, who who's who's um, experience out of there than Alex? Let's go. Let's get let's, let's get a dick measure out. I'm, I mean, I started <laughs> uh, sort of end of tw- like December 2018. That's but when before, I started. But you were in a hobby beforehand. Like, yeah. yeah, in like third and fifth. So like. The Bush presidency. Oh, for God's sake. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a thing. I, yeah, so I got back into the hobby. So I can tell you it was right as the 8th Ed Tau Codex drops, Gripster. Okay. So I don't know if you, were before, if you were before or after. It was March of a year, I'm pretty certain, was the Tau Codex. Oh, I, think... I, don't, I don't think it actually matters, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. So what I want to ask is, I got a question to everyone, but start with Henna because that would be more interesting, was what is your experience like joining the hobby? Um, from my room joining on like social media, it was. <laughs> I guess great. it was a weird time to join, right? It was in the middle of the pandemic, so. Yeah, because like I mean, I've literally haven't really met anyone in person that much. Um, I mean, I feel like I know a lot of faces now, <laughs> but um, mostly most of it was happening on Instagram, really, and that was very very nice everybody <clears throat> was very welcoming i like from the first week i received like lots and lots of messages from like random people just being like super nice either like dropping a comment or being actually like helpful giving advice or um just like introducing themselves saying like hi welcome to the hobby and i was like i kept mentioning it to to my flatmates, my friends was like, everybody's so welcoming. What is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so nice. Um, yeah, so I, I had a very pleasant experience. Everybody's really nice and very encouraging for newcomers, mm. which is not always the case because usually you have communities and circles that are very much like, oh, we're exclusive. Like you have to prove yourself to be accepted. Oh, the gatekeepers. It's like, yeah. it's, yeah, basically like well, that... um, someone saying, oh, I'm really into football. Oh, really? Like, 
um, how much do you know? And like, prove yourself. Yeah, yeah. Before you well, support Arsenal, uh, go well, away from me. Or in <laughs> fact, and not that Rich was, was doing this at all, but that is that is a classic. I don't, I've never had this in Warhammer, but in other communities where like mm. people will be like, yeah, but like, you know, how long have you been, been following this mm. band or whatever? And you'd be like oh, a yeah. year and it's like, oh, well, so you're not really following them or whatever, yeah. or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a classic. The big one. Warhammer doesn't... The big one. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say the big one I've seen is like women who like casually enjoy football. Mm. Like they'll say to say to people like, "Oh yeah, I like this team," and then people will just say to them, "Fine, name the current lineup of the B team of Arsenal." Then. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't yeah. Know, like, their first that. team might as well be a B team. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. But, um, <laughs> I was going to say actually because I think it's I think it's worth saying because I don't like it to just be like a, oh by virtue of Warhammer being Warhammer everybody is nice but I actually think the nature of the hobby encourages it because one of the you know fundamental tenets that we all live by is to support you for any local gaming store right and so we all have that in the back like uh, and also you want you want everybody to play your faction like I can't stress enough I want everybody to play GSE because I want more yeah. GSE models and I don't get that if more people don't play so it's always that thing of like you want you, you don't have whereas like in other in other communities you might not have this you know if anything like yeah. you could crowd out arsenal football tickets i don't know but like warhammer it's the opposite you need people in so it weirdly it encourages inclusivity in a lot of ways i actually i spoke to someone about this a while ago and they were americans so they gave me a really interesting example um fishing so in fishing, if you start off as a newbie and you ask someone for advice who's like way more into the hobby, um, like, oh, where's a good spot to fish? They'll just lie to you yeah. and they'll tell you somewhere shit yeah. or they'll like just not talk to you. And that and like that kind of attitude, I cannot fathom in a, mm -hmm. a hobby like Warhammer, like at all. Yeah, very true. I mean, that's the experience I've had as well. Everybody was very honest and helpful and authentic and not trying to test you or get you to fish in the wrong uh, spots yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Test you. I mean, oh, i'll get rid of that quiz later um <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was a great experience um and yeah i mean there's a great online community now i don't know how it used to be um you you refer to the local yeah workshop, well, it's how, but, it's how i um, met alex is the online community yeah uh, sadly so uh, <laughs> then, then how if you can say it's good because it did make me meet him so yeah pros and cons for you um, <laughs> um well that, that's really that's really um that's, that's i guess that's really yeah. like, humbling and nice to hear um mm. I was, yeah. my next question is gonna be what could have made getting to the hobby better um bit easier for you but then i guess in terms of like maybe if you look at actually learning the game um yeah, I mean, in terms of what could have made it easier, probably, I feel like I, what, the place I felt a bit lost was YouTube, um, because everything felt very advanced, and I didn't feel like there were many, like, because... I want I, I wanted to do advanced painting with a beginner's knowledge of Warhammer. And like, right. I wanted to do a good painting job um, because I like painting, but I have zero of the knowledge. And all the videos that I found were for like beginners of both, like 
total painting beginners and total Warhammer beginners. And then I was like, well, these, the painting techniques are like fine, uh, but it's not quite what I'd be looking for. And then the, I feel like it was very optional. Either it's like total beginners or like mm. total advanced, but not really so much scope in between. That's, the, I, I felt a bit lost in, on YouTube. Um, I mean, I, I felt like that just would take some time. And like I said, like the, uh -huh. that video that you're making at the moment, um, that would be like a very, like a very good guide because it's a very, it includes all the steps. Like you're not cutting down on, um, oh, as a beginner, you don't need that or you don't need that. Like, no, you need all the things and here are all the steps if you want to go straight and build an, a whole army. Stop so much. Look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, need to stop. Um, yeah, I mean, the video, the concept of the video is nice. <laughs> <laughs> the, con the idea is great. The execution. Is execution. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really, I really like your video quipster because what I really like is that you've put a lot of your personality into it. What I don't like is your personality. I get that a lot. Actually, I actually felt that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm laughing on the outside, but I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> Actually, now I'm thinking of something. Um, yeah. What I felt like I was a bit lost was the offline community. Um, like, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have a clue who to turn to or how to meet people or how to mm. actually. Um, Make friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, I'd be totally lost. Yeah. That's a really interesting one. There, I think you're right. There isn't like a path mm. that mm. everyone kind of knows to like making hobby friends. Mm. Like I yeah. think it's obvious to now that it's obvious to us now that we've done it. It's essentially like in London, especially go to the London Wargaming Guild or like go to Bad Moon Cafe and join the league. But, um, like, how intimidating is Batman Cafe? Like, I would, <clears throat> um, I would never, as, like, a total newbie, just turn yeah. up there and be like, hi, here I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I need you. some friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to do that. Would you like yeah. to join me? Yeah. I, um, I had to do that when I was in, when I first got into the hobby. And this was in Hong Kong. So, I, I like, turned up knowing nobody. And it was just like, how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> very very How very does one friends again yeah very very kindly someone offered to play me but um yeah it is a weird one i find it really interesting it's... this topic i really yeah your comment about how yeah there's not a straight path it's it's such a mm. it's such a thing that i don't think even games workshop knows how to solve because it is kind of tailored mm. because i'll give you the counter of oh, sorry the opposite is someone like me because i wish i wish when i got into the hobby the guy in the store had just gone mate just dry brush everything that would have <laughs> that that would have saved me so much pain and time and effort and i would have because i I, you know, I love to you know use like techniques like dry brushing contrast paint and you get models that look good and you go wow i'm actually really happy with this like i just mm -hmm. wish that's where i my hobby journey had gone but of course I, i'm not somebody that's going to freehand on their second model but <laughs> I, I would definitely think about this because in terms of playing the game as well like i, I don't have an answer to it in terms of how you get how how you get to the point of playing the game um, confidently, because you just have to keep mm. playing, and like the yeah. first like twenty games of Warhammer you play are always just like you just you don't know anything, but, you're just constantly looking yeah. things up, and yeah. yeah. 
there, there we go. Like I, I wouldn't even know, even if I had a full army ready and would know the game perfectly, like who do I play? Where do I go? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. My like, experience, I just took the plunge, which I guess is it's mm. very... I, I just I played three games of Warhammer and I signed up to a tournament. You're quite an extroverted guy, to be fair, though, Rich, aren't you? So I think as well, that's another yeah, factor. Maybe, it does. Yeah. It is going to again, like similar with the painting, but I guess. Then is, I, was, I, was, yeah. I guess I was also lucky because I kind of had a conversation with Alex. I felt mm. comfortable mm. probably going to that tournament because I like I knew someone I had spoken to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, but I feel yeah, like it's, it's really, I, feel it's like I would, one. I would almost be more confident, uh, more comfortable going to a tournament straight away, rather mm. than just turning up. Uh, yeah, somewhere like, and be like, if you bought tickets, who, yeah. who plays me now, please? Yeah. <laughs> it's also it's also interesting in terms of like, you know, the path you take because I think one of the things that you mentioned about like kind of the um, advanced things can be a bit advanced on the internet, and I think it's mm. quite important <laughs> that like it, you say to people when they get into the hobby if they're not interested. If they can get turned off by some parts of the game, you just be like, "Oh, by the way, all of this content, like that's all competitively focused, which is generally where to- content does tend to go. Like, mm. you don't have to play like that. You 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 don't have to um, take, you know, I don't know. Let's say I don't say you did. But let's say Quipster made you an incredibly competitive Harlequins list. You don't have to play that. You 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 can genuinely just play whatever you like. And there's there is a community to. to for that as well it's just it's such a within the community there are a bunch of communities like and mm. it's so yeah. it's it, they all overlap but it's crazy yeah. again as a beginner you kind of don't know that yeah yeah not at all like um you're very biased by the first thing you come across you mm. think that's how things are um and then just over a very long period of time you're like ah actually there are all these facets to it and mm. um yeah, I mean, still, uh, who do I play? Well, I we're we're gonna have some uh, some some practice games like coming okay, up. Okay, I need to I need to paint my army but first. I think this is like a, a really interesting thing that we haven't really we talked about like a little bit like a while ago, like the idea of having a hobby mentor almost. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, because like Gandalf. I oh. yeah, like having a Gandalf basically, because well, like, like had one learner. Yeah, More like a like having... apprentice that then kills you once they become a master. <laughs> and that's taking it too far. I thought I was supposed to take you to the dark places. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I said having like it's like when they yeah, fight like... you, they destroy your army or destroy your warlord or they take your warlord off you. Anyway, so I've got copy well, just skip, just skip a step. Just have them punch you in the face. <laughs> that is kind of interesting, like a hobby mentor. That, yeah, yeah, because like for example, like I I was quite lucky in that you know when I got back into the hobby this time all my friends from school I'm still really close with. And I said to the guys, like, yo, I'm getting back into Warhammer. Who wants to join me? Every single one of them. Hmm. So, like, we all learned how to play 8th edition together. Ah. Uh, which was really nice. I don't think my friends will join me. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, see I, I think I was kind of pushed down the competitive route, honestly, purely by virtue of playing Tau. Now, don't get me wrong. I think I would have always sat with the competitive community. But honestly, in, in 8th edition, yeah, if you've only played ninth, this might seem wild fancy. But Tau used to be really quite obnoxious. And yeah. like, so I used to, if I used to play anybody, when I, even when I first got into the hobby, like 
Oh, my cat has just stepped on the laptop. Um, <laughs> if I used to play anybody, they used to take something really hard because they used to be like, oh, he's got tower. It's like someone. If you like, it's, it's like if you got into eighth and you're an Admech player, right? Like you'll probably yeah. be pushed down the competitive route because everyone you play is going to take something seriously competitive to try and like you know stand the chance against you. Yeah, and, and it's especially because when you're new to the hobby. If you don't organize a game with a friend, you do it through like some group, and there are a whole bunch of groups, to, which is probably something we should have actually, to answer your question. Uh, there are a bunch of groups where you generally, if you want a game, you just post like anybody for a game next Friday, and then someone says, oh yeah, I'll play. And that's generally how most yeah. people start. And then eventually, yeah. if you pay people more than once, you'll form a little group, and then it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's basically how we started, and I think most groups start. We started a boy band and, afterwards. Yeah, but like the thing is, you kind of if if you play something good, you kind of get forced to playing competitively. Weirdly, um, I guess it's another interesting one. That is yeah. true. Well, I think like for me, like the competitive side of it was just because of my nature as a person. So I just became yeah. like really interested in that side of the game, and then I just met all you guys, and that was kind of where it's um, escalated to. But like, I mean, so, like take... saying what Ed said about like just putting in the group. My game today, I just put in a WhatsApp group game. I've got a table book today. This time, someone fancy a game, and then someone dropped me a message and went and played. So there is, well, I guess London's really good for that with the London War Gaming Guild. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. We're always going to be really biased for this kind of stuff because London, the scene here is massive. I cannot imagine being like literally the only Warhammer player in the village. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Right. But legit, I've had people like contact me on Inst like slides my DMs, like Americans, and they'll just be like, Oh yeah, so how did you find a hobby group? I was like, Oh, I just contacted the, the London Wargaming Guild. I was really and hoping was like, you were gonna do an accent then. <laughs> oh yeah, so, oh yeah, so I've been uh I, I wanna find uh how do I do an American accent? Just sound, you just sounded the same. Wait, no, no, hang on, I can do an American accent. Um what if I, I think I can copy Snake from Metal Gear Solid. I was trying to find a. Uh... This is not an American accent. That, oh come on, <laughs> that, that was American. It's, it was not a bad impression. Like that's that. that's just you with a I sore throat. Know. That's that, yeah. that's what I, I do have a sore throat. It's very. We annoying. haven't got Adam today, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. I can, no one's gonna beat Adam at this stuff. Jesus. But uh, yeah, no. I've had people contact me and they're just like, "Yeah, how do you find a group?" I'm like, "Oh, I just contacted the London Wargaming Guild. There's probably something similar where you live." And he's like. No, I live in I live in the countryside in Arkansas. Mm. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're fucked then, mate. <laughs> do you think like, that's something Games Workshop could look at? I don't know how they do it, but I mean, like, okay, I'm saying I don't know how they do it. Do you think that um, sports teams like so the uh, oh, I don't I'm gonna use cricket and rugby as an example. The RFU, who mm. is the governing body for rugby in the UK, has a thing on their site about. Um, helping you find a local community near to get involved in the hobby so say you wanted to play rugby in, in ealing they would take you to ealing rugby club right so my question mm. my, my point is everyone is do you think games workshop could do something like that to help encourage people meet people and um... it's i would have just been happy with like an official i don't know london instagram warhammer group or an official facebook group uh, okay no i'm not really that active on facebook anymore it might mm. exist actually or like a whatsapp or i mean i don't know for london that exists i'd say because that's the london wargaming guild yeah but i've today is probably the first time i've heard of the london wargaming guild um where do you hear about this um that's a good ah i'll tell you exactly where i heard about it 
I found out about the London Wargaming Guild because I was having a chat with a guy called Aaron who works in Games Workshop in Tottenham Court Road. And he was just like, yeah, just contact these guys. <gasps> okay, so it all leads back to Games Workshop shops. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's not a bad shout, having like a registry of clubs that are registered with Games Workshop. Hey, hire me for that. I'll be the head of communities there, boys. Uh, thank you These are like, much. <laughs> that would be that would be a super difficult thing, I think, because like it, that as Games Workshop that kind of exposes you to the reputational damage of like what happens when one of these groups is taken over by someone who's really terrible, like uh, a bad I can, person. I can kind of see that, but do then... they have a leader? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't just automatically turn into a cult, Alex. <laughs> I, I mean, Warhammer's of, already a cult. What about democracy? Of, yeah, <laughs> I can kind of see how that would be a potential issue. But then sports teams do something similar. So, and then they don't. But then I guess you can't really put the whole rugby's in dispute because one rugby club did it. And I think it's probably a bit different with a Warhammer, like a hobby like this, where it's kind of different. So, I think, yeah. I, I think mm. in, in a similar vein, I guess one of the most important things that I think perplexes everybody but GW a bit is why Games Workshop don't make it a bit simpler to get into the hobby. Like, um, in terms of the app, I'm thinking, like, right, yeah. everybody knows. If they ever get the app running, like, it's like, oh, yeah, so basically, you download the app. And now it's like, okay, don't. so you need these four books and then this book as well if you want to play these rules. <laughs> Dude, we literally had this discussion it's today. It's terrifying yeah. if you're getting into the hobby. It's absolutely terrifying. Especially because, like I say, a lot of people kind of, you'll get into the hobby and you'll meet some people. And if they happen to be competitive players, then they'll be like, oh, you, you play you, you play this faction. Oh, yes, there are three books for that. And, of course, you just need the rule book and the GT pack. So, yeah, just just those five. Mm. Uh, and it's, just, it's terrifying if you're, if you're yeah. getting into the hobby. They, it's a weird one because, yeah. of course, they do make money off it. But it does hurt them as well at the same time. I can't help but think. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of what um, turned me off playing in the beginning because I was like, that looks just so incredibly con complicated and, like materialistic as well in terms of like you need so much stuff for it yeah <laughs> like you can't just be like oh i'll give this a try like you either fully commit it <laughs> or you leave it like you yeah. can't just like try it out that's a um, really that is an interesting thing i think that is as far as i i think the biggest barrier to entry in the hobby you can't just try it out unless you know someone yes mm. and i mean what do you normally have um so i'm not English, by the way. Um, oh, Austrian, <laughs> um, German. Yeah, so I'm I'm from Germany, but um, so but I've li lived lots of different places in um, in Paris before and in Berlin and in Nottingham and in London now and everywhere I went, you always had um, either Facebook groups or designated like websites for expats or internationals um, or in uni it was more like Erasmus students. You always had like groups for people who just all didn't know anybody didn't have any friends and then you just had events that you turned up to or like that one pub every wednesday evening all the right. internationals would go there and that's where you meet people you got a little sticker with your country <laughs> and that's how you <laughs> met people um could be racist if you wanted to if you who, who you meant <laughs> i i think that i think that's fine you just do it with like the army you played the problem is no one would speak to the tau players 
That's, well, that's number one. You have the Grey Knight players in the no, corner going, be going, they don't, they're not really there. Yeah. <laughs> they're not real. <laughs> no, but I mean, way more like basic than that. Just having like events where you can just like turn up no matter what level you are and then maybe get a sticker for your level say like mm-hmm. hey i'm like i'm a green like i'm a total beginner i'm a newbie um, i either need a mentor or someone who's like on my level mm. um like a meeting, just like right? just yeah, like some that. sort of yeah. like an event where it's not awkward to just turn up and be like hey please accept me <laughs> yeah that's a good point <laughs> because it literally is that <laughs> it is that like if you go to so um I uh, know. Should I should I tell about the the? Okay, so we need to go into the Warhammer World story. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. I, I, so I you, keep you made, bringing you, up as like, you, you made the pilgrimage to Warhammer World. Uh, I'm jealous because I've not I've not managed to make the pilgrimage. So tell us about your experience. Yeah, well, spoiler, it was terrible. <laughs> um, because I, so I had I went there for a uni event and then I had a day. Um, an entire day where I was just by myself or my friends already um, left back home and my train was in the afternoon so I had a whole day I was like what should I do obviously go to Warhammer World and I was like I'm I'm a fairly confident person so I was like I can do this I can just show up this time and be like here I am at Warhammer World and I want to do this so I went in there I was like one of the first people and the moment I left the tram to walk to the um towards the the, the um, property yeah. um of it i already was like okay people are starting to look weird like <laughs> like what is she doing here like i so, i looked so out of place um and but i was at that point i was still very confident i was like i'll I, i'm gonna do this um went in there and people were like are you lost or something like that's literally <laughs> how everybody looked at me it's just very out of place um I went to the exhibition, which was really interesting and nice. Mm. Um, I was almost by myself. I, w- I went during the weekday as well. It was, yeah, it was just like, t- for context, this was like a 12 o'clock on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very, it, I was very um, alone there. Um, and I finished the exhibition, which didn't take too long. It took like maybe 20 or 20. If you really take your time and read all the stuff. And yeah. I also like... I, I wish I had a bit more explanation there. Like even, even the museum there requires background knowledge. Like <laughs> yeah, that's a funny thing, actually. So, I until you mentioned that, I hadn't considered that none of the exhibits in like the museum make any sense unless you know what they're depicting. Yeah. Like there's a bit where like one of the things is the Battle of Cygnus Prime, and le- and like you look at the diorama, you're like, holy shit, that's Cygnus Prime. That's the blood angels versus corn that's sanguinius i looked at it i was like oh cute took a picture yeah and went but on. if you don't know who sanguinius is or what cygnus prime is or what the horus heresy is it doesn't yeah. mean anything to you unless it's like explained yeah. there just by someone. There, i wish there was like an audio an audio tour. guide yeah. <laughs> literally like that's not like, a bad this is such such good stuff like it's so easy to do that to email on a... feedback yeah <laughs> Well, but I mean, after all, the exhibition was still very, very nice and interesting. And you saw all the models. And for me, it was very important in my Warhammer journey to just 
see everything in one place. There's Age of Sigma, there's 40K, and there are all the armies. Mm. And you understand the scope of it um, to see like how much is actually out there. And mm. um, so that for me was like the main incentive to actually go and like look at it because I was like, I need to have an understanding uh, what the scope of it all is. And then finished the exhibition and went to the shop, very determined to start my Harlequin's army. Mm-hmm. And um, then I finished that. And then I was like, I was there for like 30 minutes at the time. I was like, well, I can't go home now. Like, so that by was now, really... by this point, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon and your train for London leaves at like 4.30? Five almost. Five. It was like, I had so much time left. And also I was like, I didn't want to have gone all the way out there hmm. to just stay for 30 minutes and leave again. Um, also, you buy a ticket for like ten pounds. So I was like, I don't, I, I want to use this a bit better. And I was very determined in the beginning. So you have this huge hall with um, all the tables where people are playing, and um, I saw these people, and they just looked horrifying. Like they just <laughs> looked like. <laughs> they... <laughs> Imagine if they're listening. Then she's oh yeah, I saw that girl. I saw her. <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, oh, um, no, but it was just like come the, back the next <laughs> No, but this this bunch of men. Sorry to say it, but like it was just like lots of men, all like middle aged, and lots of them have beards and just look very intimidating. And like they all knew exactly what they were doing. Like none of them was like I. I just felt absolutely lost there, mm. um, and everybody else seemed to know perfectly what they were doing. And everybody was in like, groups of three, four, five, six people, and I was there by myself. Like at some point, I was just like frozen in the corner. I was like, "What do I do?" <laughs> like, mm. I, I. So I really wanted to watch someone just um, play, and I had no clue how to approach I, I didn't realize that i thought before i'll just go in there and like go to a table and ask if i can watch a bit um but until i actually was there i didn't realize i had no clue how to do that i was like is that okay are people yeah. gonna say yes even though they don't want that to is it super weird to ask that is it strange yeah. like i had no idea about like yeah etiquette <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it's a really interesting thing that like you, after you mentioned it there i suddenly realized like oh shit like, unless you kind of know the etiquette of, like, interrupting a game to say, can I watch? Hmm. It's a very intimidating thing to actually ask that, especially yeah. if you don't know how the game works. To be yeah, fair, I'm, like I... I'm really guilty for that. Like, if you've got a beautifully painted <laughs> army, I will just come over and be like, oh, that is lovely. And then they'll be like, <laughs> about to measure their judge. <laughs> sorry. Fact, no, you did that to Katie on the, on yesterday. I remember that. <laughs> Well, I think it was like high guard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like there was just like this whole room and I was like all these people just look like they're such pros and I would I would love to watch and not even say anything, just like be there and 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 watch and I just had no idea what to do. And then I started panicking because <laughs> then I was like what do I do? I felt like everybody was staring at me. I was like by far the only girl in the hall. Um and I just looked very much out of place. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to hide away in the restaurant for a bit, have a lunch. Um, so this is in Bugman's. Uh, what's it called? Bugman's? Bugman's Bar. Yeah. Bugman's Bar, yeah. So I went there to have lunch by myself. And then it just got more obvious that I was just literally like the one 
odd kid without friends on a table by herself, just like eating her lunch. I just like looked like I, I felt like an absolute freak who doesn't didn't know what what she was doing. Um, I ordered my food, and the girl at the bar asked me if I was starved because. <laughs> I probably was also thinking like what what is she doing here? Are you lost? Um, <laughs> like literally that's and everybody is like looking at me. <laughs> I, I so... knew it and like I, I felt it uh, how everybody's just staring and then I, I started to like really panic. Like I was I was like I didn't know what I w was supposed to do. I was like I don't just want to leave and like give up kind of but yeah. I wanted to like my goal of the day was to watch a game. And then I started to overthink the whole situation so much that I really started like panicking. I was like on my, um, on my table, like, and I messaged you actually. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this. I'm gonna cry. Like, I don't know what to do. I feel so lost. I feel so out of place. I don't know what to do. And these people look so scary. I was um, at work at this point, so I'm just like, what? Are you, are you gonna be okay? Is everything and everybody, all right? Everybody always keeps talking about how approachable everybody in Warhammer is. What a nice community. And I was like, yeah, I saw that online, but in real life, nobody seemed approachable at all. Um, and then finally, after like uh, before I actually started crying and running out of there, <laughs> um, I there was a table next to me with um, three guys, and they just sat down and they seemed like they were slightly more approachable than the rest. So it's, I just like leaned over me, like completely like panicking, sweating, <laughs> um, not being in great condition. I was like, can I please sit with you? <laughs> and they're like, um, okay. Okay, weird girl, fine. I was like, they were so confused, Jesus Christ. Um, and they were really young as well. Um, and they were just like, what's happening? What is, she, what is this a prank? Like, what does she want from us? And then I, I just like took my stuff, like was like really shaped. I was in, I was, a, I looked like a mess. I was, it was really embarrassing. Um, and then I finally took all my stuff and sat down and then they were like, so what exactly are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. Let me explain. I just feel like extremely uncomfortable. And they were like, what, what do you mean? Like they didn't understand it at all um, until I, kind of explained that I, I just felt very lost and very mm. alone. And and then, yeah, and they said, <laughs> they were quite cute. They were like, oh yeah, we know what it feels like to be the freaks in the room. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like, yeah. in every, every other room. <laughs> I yeah. literally, I, and I felt like that, literally, I was like, I was like so lost, didn't know what to do. And then finally um, I made some, yeah, those guys were adopted me. Luckily, <laughs> still not sure if they actually want me to be there, but I followed them around, um, <laughs> and <laughs> no, it was nice. And then they actually did let me uh, watch a bit of their game, and um, yeah, I felt like an absolute burden, and I felt like uh, <laughs> I was very much out of place there. Um, and then I, at some point, I left. Um, but I was very. <laughs> She's not still there. If, if you. <laughs> uh, no, but it was. It was a terrible experience i thought i could just like jump in there and then there's a community with wide open arms just gonna be like helena we waited for you like, <laughs> yeah that didn't happen um <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so it was a terrifying experience and i will never alone go by myself to any warhammer place <laughs> I, no. I i will say i think that like what you experienced was probably like indicative of going into like any <laughs> quite hardcore like space because mm. like those people who were like playing games and stuff they would have looked quite unfriendly 
because they would have been looking down at the table, staring intently. Yeah, they were all very concentrated yeah. and very serious. But there wouldn't have been many smiles at the time because anyone no. who's playing Warhammer at three o'clock on a Thursday afternoon at Warhammer World is probably concentrating quite hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favourite part of that is, do, do, do you work here? <laughs> like, the, the thought process that that woman and had to go through, like, she, like, I don't, she, I, I definitely don't know her, but this is the only, the only thing I can think of is that she's a this new employee. This is the only possible explanation. Met. Honestly, um, yeah. yeah. And then he, she, she apologized, she kept apologizing because she was like, oh, sorry, it's just because it's staff rush hour and like, I didn't know if you were working here or not. And I was like, it's fine. I know, <laughs> I know I'm, I look like I'm not supposed to hear, be here, but I was like, I was like with my little bag and my little jacket. Like, oh, I, I looked, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know that I didn't fit in. I felt like a very, I told you, like, I felt mm. like a freak. I, I was like, yeah, yeah, I think it's that. Horrible. I th- I Horrible. think it's I think you're fine. I think it's just it's just because you were on your own. It's it's tough. Um, as as yeah. nice as the community, the community is, yeah, that's a that's a yes, a unique situation. Yeah, I, I gotta think, give I you that. Is, like, <laughs> yeah. It would be an exact extreme. I don't know because like you, you you go to Warhammer World. If you're going to play a table, you probably already organised it, kind of thing. Yeah, know. like we'll we'll go up again. Won't we as, as a group? Well, I'm so, yeah. I need to go, so definitely. Dude, go. I'm I'm actually going up uh, with Katie. Actually, we're going up. Me, me, Helena, Katie, and Maxine. Um, not next weekend. It's fine, Rich. We'll go on our own. It's fine. October. Yeah, sometime in October. You know, we'll have our own trip. I'll wear that special. <laughs> 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 no, we can see who's around. We'll, we'll like go up together. Because like the last time we went up as a group, it was. Wait, I'm pretty certain we adopted someone, just... didn't we? Did you just say not yeah, this a weekend, girl the weekend yeah. after? So you're going up during LGT. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's the weekend after LGT. Um, I'll oh, have to okay. check. But uh, yeah, no, I remember we were at Bugman's Bar and there was a girl there alone when we were there and she introduced herself. She was like, oh, hey, I'm here alone. And we were just like, oh, just come join us. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Oh, I forgot about that. So yeah. It was basically yeah. the same thing. Now I think about it. It's, yeah, it's oh exactly the same situation. Yeah. We weren't, we but, weren't yeah, playing. That sounds oddly familiar. We <laughs> were just kind of milling about as well, though, because there was a tournament on at the time. So we can play. Oh, yeah. and, we, and we, I mean, we were a bit like, yeah, I mean don't overdo it but like there was a lot of like uh you know youtubers and stuff there so it was a really cool yeah. day for us um, yeah which is awesome but i think that was a big thing as well like we knew enough about the backstory and the law and like we've all pa- got painted armies like we were way more into the hobby than than you were <laughs> yeah yeah I most people are <laughs> yeah um so I think it would be less intimidating for us. Yeah, it was. Just, but I was walking like once these three guys adopted me. Um, we were walking back into the hall, and one of them like turned to me. Like, Sorry, was this after? You, was this after you finished your shift or not? <laughs> Can we record that sound and play it every time I make a joke now? <laughs> 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 so we went back into the hall and this one of the guys who who adopted me then like he was walking next to me like looked around he was like oh yeah i can see how that be can be t- intimidating like non nobody here looks friendly <laughs> like, <laughs> and um yeah I mean, an interesting experience. I won't go by myself anymore. But... It's okay, next time I'll be there. 
Katie will be there as well and we'll be able to like Yay. explain all the exhibits and why they're important and cool and like where all the little easter eggs and stuff are uh. yeah you'll, you'll probably be there for too long and get bored uh, with Alex yeah. she's like, it's so funny that you say you were walking around for like 20 minutes because Ed I remember when it like when we went there we were walking around that museum for like at least two hours it like, is it, it is was a long time it is a cool thing I, I think one of the, the the big things for um for us was like when you go to that when you go to that museum it's the fact that all of those models are the models from the white dwarfs and stuff yeah so you just kind of walk through they're just like i know that model i know, I know that model yeah. like oh my god i remember they did this lord of the rings thing in 2007 yeah. and they had this display and then that that, that was the aragorn they like and it's just you just like have stuff like that all the way through I, it's just quite cool i did yeah. the same thing but i only know three models so, <laughs> <laughs> so it was yeah. a quick one <laughs> so oh there's that model cool and then I, I just tried to read like what all the other armies are and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's very interesting. And I but can't be no asked to read anymore. <laughs> there's no emotional connection there for you Um yet. No, not really. No. But um, next time, hopefully, <laughs> I'll have expanded my knowledge and um, overcome my trauma. Hmm. And <laughs> then I'll be back. And yeah. I love you said that in a German accent. <sighs> I don't really know where to go from that. That's uh, an interesting experience. That was our. I guess. I guess we could. Uh, should Should we move on to our tournament chat? Because we. <laughs> I don't know where to go. <laughs> um, well, it's it's it is an interesting one. I mean, like, when when we go up again, we'll like contrast your experience, like the time when you go with people who like know stuff about the hobby. Mm, um, I mean. Yeah, that's nice and kind. Thank you. But <laughs> uh-huh. I, I wish, I wish it was not an issue to just go by yourself and mm. just like be like, hey, here I am. Where's my private tour guide? Where's <laughs> my to <laughs> well, Yeah, I mean that's not a bad point. I think even if you had just had like an audio tour, yeah, that would have been would have helped me a lot. I could have spent much more time in the museum and just yeah skip the battle yeah and i think i think it's actually a really good point because it kind of leads back to the idea that a lot of the hobby is has a lot of assumed knowledge like Mm. if you're at warhammer world it is assumed that you know what all of the stuff is Hmm. like there's a lot of like expected knowledge on you as a visitor Mm -hmm. so like yeah no i mean it was really interesting that the question you asked me like there is a for those who don't know there is a Forge World shop at Warhammer World. Mm. And, you know, you texted me and you said, hey, what's Forge World? (laughs) (laughs) It's like super basic things like that, that like you kind of just pick up after a few, like a year or so in the hobby, but like no one actually kind of tells you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, because I hid in the Forge World shop. <laughs> behind a <Right>. titan, like <laughs> I, I, hit the, I, was, I was panicking in this massive hall. There is also there is like there's towers. It's designed like a castle. It yeah. just looks intimidating already. Oh, and I was like, I felt really lost in there. And I was like, there's Forge World. Let's go in there. And I was like, what is Forge World? Actually? <laughs> and then the guy, but I I wanted to look really cool. And then the guy, yeah. the staff, the actual staff guy, yeah, um, approached me and was like, hey, are you okay? Like he was like kind of like are you lost what are you doing here mm. um i was like yeah i'm i'm good i'm just having a look just having a stroll what are these primarchs of which you speak i i it just looked really white and dull 
and I was like, it just it, I still haven't really quite understood where it was, but uh, I'll I, get there. So I'll explain what Forge World is properly later. I don't think anyone now. understands what Forge World is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was cool. I don't. I don't. Yeah. No, t- please talk about your tournament. I don't. No, I just. <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. Be, uh, I, just, I just. I hope I have a better time when I go to Wormer World. <laughs> rich, rich. You'll be with us. Friends, and you'll be fine. Because like, this is the thing. When like Ed, when we went to Warhammer World, there was like a good bunch of us. We were really into the hobby by that point. Uh, this was sort of the summer of 2019, and like. I had a fantastic it was a time. Holidays. <laughs> that genuinely, like it was amazing. Like uh. we went to the Forge World shop. We saw all the stuff we'd only ever seen on websites. Like we met a whole bunch of YouTubers because there was like a, a tournament happening that day. Yeah, it was amazing. And mm. like custodians were like quite high in the meta at that point, so there's a lot of custodians players. And I was like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was. Yeah, I think we just had a connection more of a connection to the wider community and more of an emotional connection to the hobby because we'd just been in it a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. I just right. need an audio tour guide. <laughs> yeah. We'll get that in place for you next time. Please. Please, please make, an, uh, make a podcast episode for Warhammer World. This is how you do it. Make it under the Conclave name and then <laughs> That's actually not that bad an idea, if I'm entirely record, honest. to record a, uh, uh, an episode A walking tour of Warhammer World. Yeah. Yeah. Just hear right. weird poses of flexes next to front of the exhibit. I'll bring Stephen Box with me. <laughs> How to not look hopelessly lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let, let, let's, let's get on to Summer Slaughter. So, a few, uh, how many weeks ago was it? Two, three weeks ago? Three? Three weeks ago. We mentioned it earlier. We all turned up in fancy dress to the the summer slaughter, which was the biggest tournament in UK at the time, right? I don't know if yeah. it's been surpassed. Um, I think so. Someone most, told me most, that, so I yeah. said it. <laughs> yeah. So many funny things happened in most, this tournament. Though, like, oh my there. god! Um, so yeah, should we talk about um, our over experience? So, um, Alex, how was the tournament for you? Did you enjoy it? Where were your games like? I mean, it was great. But I got fucking battered. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, like I I played so badly. The only game I think I did okay was uh, I had a mirror match against uh, Custodies. Um, great guy <laughs> who, and I have weighted dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I actually took my. I'm, I've been hyped about this for like since I got them. Um, I've, I picked up some of the uh, the Vanguard Tactics metal dice. Um, and <laughs> oh god, I feel I feel so shitty now that I gave you the excuse to talk about those fucking dice again. The funny thing <laughs> is, right? We're, we're, I love them. They're so good. We're talking about a tournament, and his best part of the tournament <laughs> is doing the roll dice. <laughs> no, 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 no. The best part of the tournament for me. <laughs> Clearly, they're not that good. Mate. He lost four happened. games. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of the tournament was everything that happened between me and Ed on the first night. Oh, this is true. Is I think let, let's what let's. I tell you what. Let's that go sounds, through it. That sounds really inappropriate. Let's. Should <laughs> we go through? Should we go through it round by round? The timeline. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, let's go okay, round okay, by round. And we'll we'll, we'll do. We'll mention Adam as well. Um, in 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 the general scheme of it, because it fits. Uh, so. Quipster, who you? What were you against first round, or who were you against? If, if you happen to remember, if 
you, you know, you, I'm you actually bringing up desperately loading the best ITC. coast pairings just to find out. I'm bringing up the ITC app uh, just so I can remember. So I guess everything. okay. Well, whilst Crypto loads that up, so, I'll give a bit of background on this to this tournament because it is important to say whilst you hear our results, this was an incredibly competitive tournament. So we had, yeah. um, I think, four of the top five best players in the UK. Manny Chima took the Orc list that has like done a lot to like define uh, a lot of orc uh, lists going forward um there was like you know one in like eight people was playing drukari which is you know quite handedly the, the best army in the game right now there was a bunch of admech there was a bunch of new thousand suns bunch of orcs um yeah it was it was the the average tier of player and list was super high right it was incredibly high um and I just want to start with that before we talk for how we all did. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I have got best coast best coast pairing loaded. So Quipster, do you want me to remind you who you were playing? I've got the app in front of me now. So yeah, my first game was against a guy called James Wright. Uh, he took White Scar, White Scar successor. Honestly, great guy. Had a lot of fun. Um, I might have. So he was like super new to the game. So a little bit like you, hell no. But, oh, bless him. Yeah, so like super Don't go to Warhammer World. <laughs> <laughs> but he was actually there with his brother as well, who I think had a little bit more experience. Um, but yeah, super nice guy. The, the Wright I, brothers. Was, yeah, yeah, literally, it was the Wright <laughs> brothers. Um, but yeah, he was just like, oh, you know, it's one of my first games. I don't really know what I'm doing. I was like, oh, dude, don't worry about it. We'll just have like a learning game. That's totally cool. Uh, I may have taught him a little bit too well because he beat me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but, like, I, he did things that, like, I, I wasn't expecting at all in that he had quite a lot of close combat units. Like, he had a lot of blade guard. He had a bunch of, like, close combat characters. Don't you realize how great of a tactic that is to just go into the game and be like by the way i'm super new please don't expect too much <laughs> and like yeah. please and then and then you're gonna be like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give him some advantage don't worry like you'll learn a lot this game you won't win but you'll learn a lot and then you just Whoa. pull out all the all the tricks that you <laughs> see that's an interesting one i don't think that's actually possible because like by the time that you're good enough at warhammer that you could do that people already know who you are because it's a small enough community. Not if you live in their shadows. What the fuck kind of like ninja <laughs> are you, Jesus? <laughs> okay, so other than Warhammer little ninja here. Uh, yeah, so like I had this really interesting game against James because like, he had all these close combat characters, but he didn't move any of them for the whole game. And I had taken Assassinate. So there was just a clump of like 10 blade guard, like in a ring around a chaplain, a captain and a lieutenant. And I was just like, I, th there's nothing I can do against this. Like, I, there's nothing I could do. And yeah, I just wasn't expecting it. And I just didn't win on points and I took all the wrong secondaries. So yeah. But, you know, great guy. Had a really nice game. Um, but yeah, that kind of set up the day. Did you learn one. a lot from the game? Yes, I did. I learned that I need someone to teach me how to play this game properly. <laughs> uh. Okay. So, yeah, cool. That was, that was a good first game. Ed, what was your first game like? So, my first game was against Jukari, uh, one of the <laughs> oh, Jesus one of the many Jukari players. So, yeah, that is GSC, the worst army in the game, versus Jukari, the best <laughs> army in the game. And, um, yeah, I had, yeah, it didn't go well. I, I, like, every, anybody that's played Jukari knows how that game goes. There's, they're just, um, 
yeah, they're just very, very good. And they're, they're, they're probably not actually my worst matchup, but it's the fact that they're quite similar in GSC in a lot of ways, that they everything that we do, they do better. And everything that we're bad at, they're kind of bad at, but they're not actually that bad at, <laughs> you know, like they, they're like, you know, they, oh, we die so quickly. It's like, yeah, yeah, but you have like a five up inven everything. So you, like, you don't die that quickly. Um, so, yeah, it was a brutal game. Um, really, really nice guy, though, actually. And um, yeah, he's a member of a, a group that I, I know quite well. So, um, yeah, really cool game. Cool. Nice. Uh, Rich, I think you had a bit of an interesting game for your first one, didn't you? Yeah, this was a funny thing. So the day before the fixtures all came out, and I got uh, matched up against uh, just just a, an average player called Boris Mischev, um, <laughs> who what he was like fifth at the Las Vegas Open. Yeah, I think yeah, like so, yeah. so he's one off, uh, if not, well, he's, he's in the top five best players in the world, probably. So, <laughs> so he's pretty good at the game. For, uh, I was say, just for for context, for anyone who doesn't know what the LVO is. Uh, the LVO is the biggest Warhammer tournament in the world in Las Vegas. And so this guy, Boris, came like either fifth or eighth out of fifth a eighth, thousand. So, yeah, eighth, yeah. So. so did you win? No, but, <laughs> no, I didn't win. So I was playing against Boris's Jukari, uh, <laughs> which makes oh, it even Jesus. fun with my Blood Angels. So a bit like Ed, they um, do everything I do. But better <laughs> and, and for a quarter of the <laughs> price, probably. Like a succubus is more deadly than my Smash Captain and costs a third of the price, probably. Maybe yeah. half. So, um, not that I ever. That's about a bad third. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, actually, no, actually, no, it's not that bad. But yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, Boris is an amazing player. I learned a lot. It's a really good game. Um, mm. it was a, I had a lot of fun playing him. Um, but yeah, I just got um, spanked really hard. Yeah. It's interesting it actually. The thing it, I was gonna say it was interesting actually. The thing you mentioned to me when you played him because you were just like, he was thinking through the entire game from turn one and essentially telling you what you could do. And you're like, actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me how I'm good at what I can do and what I can't do. You know, you're right, and that's how I might play it. But yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, the, the top players in the world they they play not just like a turn ahead. They're playing two, three turns ahead. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we talk a bit about Adam's game. Adam played against um, I think his name's David Gaylord. Uh, oh god, he had Gaylord in the first yeah, round. Yeah. Was playing, I didn't uh, know that. Playing an Admech list, a pretty <laughs> filthy strong. He was playing the Admech list that almost won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he came second overall, and I think Boris came like yeah, fourth so. overall. But uh, Boris, yeah. Boris played the eventual winner in a final game, so it's like mm. the final match. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so Adam played against him. Um, I think he's um, Adam was uh, coming out. He said he was kind of knew it was going to be a really tough, hill, a tough, up, tough uphill battle, and was kind of happy to come out with the amount of points he scored. That's something both me and I think Adam agreed on. Like we came out with like fifty or sixty points each, which we were just reasonably mm. impressed. We managed to score that much against like such uh, strong opponents and strong lists. So um, yeah, I mean, going in, I th we realised that it would be quite a tough competition. I don't think any of us realised quite how intense it would be. Yeah. Well, what was quite funny, actually, on that, so there, it was a very popular tournament, being like the largest tournament that um, was in the UK at the time. And obviously, there weren't enough tickets to go around. So that was quite a big waiting list. And they did, as, as they do, um, a certain in the week before, there was a cutoff point for when you can submit lists, blah, blah, blah. 
And then they were like, okay, so yeah, now you can look at everybody's lists and uh, before the pairings are announced. And when they did that the first time, I think we were like, you know what, this is not bad. This is not bad. There's a fair few Ducari. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's you know, a lot of Death Guard, but that's all right. That's fine. Uh, you know, not a massive amount of Admech. Uh, I think it was something like one Orcs player at that time. And then there were a lot of <laughs> dropouts. And the people that replaced them uh, were just from, like, the academies of <laughs> how to how to play warhammer to an incredibly high level and all of a sudden the average the average tier of list really jumped up it was quite funny actually yeah it went from like yeah this is a pretty pretty good competition to oh my god the five of the best warhammer players in the world are here <laughs> yeah so that would be really interesting if you played without knowing that like how it would have turned out because that is so much psychology in there already from the start. If you know who you're playing and like how they're placed and uh, how good they are, uh, yeah, I can kind of, I can kind of. You get already that. downgrade yourself. You're I already I, I, like I, lower I, expectations. I did. I, I I didn't go in if that. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't go down my I went and got went going. Imagine if I beat Boris. Like what am <laughs> I gonna be? Uh, that's kind yeah. of what I was going in the thought process. So I was gonna have like yeah, I was gonna get ready for my interviews. You know, being on magazines. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't quite turn out. Uh, <laughs> I will say actually, so uh, I've played against Boris once before. He's a fantastic opponent, like super great guy, and like it just just such good sportsmanship. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, definitely. Uh, you, really you, good you, guy. I, I, learned, I learned some bits off him off the game, like generally like coaching moments. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Boris, if you've listened to this, we'll get him on the podcast at some point because he's quite keen to yeah. come on. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, should we move on to the second <laughs> round? Second round. So Alex, what was your second round game, mate? Uh, my second round was against a guy called James Tierney. Um, interesting list. It was a combined Eldari uh, Harlequins list. Okay. Um, basically, like, going in, I had a quick chat with him beforehand. Again, super great guy. Had a lot of fun with him. But I realized that he was, like, one of... Pre like, in 8th edition, he was one of the competitive playtesters. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that bit in the matrix just like not like this not like this uh and yeah he he absolutely battered me um because he had a shitload of non-line of sight shooting and knew exactly how to play the movement phase with eldar and i was just like there's there's i'm being run rings around right now there's nothing i can do um and so yeah i came away with like a decent amount of points to be fair it's like 72 to 85 but yeah, there was. I did have the movement um, to to beat him, and I did have the firepower. So yeah, uh, a loss, but great game in the end. I learned a lot, especially about the things I need in the list, as opposed to like how to use it as such. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fair enough. My second round was against uh, the New Thousand Sons and Death Guard suit together, which was quite cool. What? He, he had. Uh, New Thousand Sons and Death Guns. <laughs> Weird. Chaos. Super, souping with Thousand Sons is traditionally very, very common, Quipster. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Thousand Sons are a very, suppose... Thousand Sons are a very, very good faction to soup with because you get, you know, you can screen your loads of mortal wound output. Um, no, so, but from a fluff standpoint, I'm thinking that does not compute. <laughs> True. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, chaos is is fickle, but um, yeah. So he had kind of uh, the best of both worlds, and in, in some respects, and he had like terminators of both varieties, for example. And yeah, this was a 
I can't, Death Guard's quite a good matchup for me. It's not well, everything is in relative terms to GSC. So, um, like you know, it's not that I, like it's not that it's, I, I'll go in thinking oh, I'm definitely going to win this. But um, you know, Helen talks to mentality. My thing is like, hey, I could win this one. There's a there's a possibility there, and then I kind of let really chirp up. So um, yeah, like it was predominantly Death Guard, and yeah, I because I'm just faster than them. Um, right. It was interesting. Because, yeah, like like I I have some tools in my list that are really designed to kill Death Guard, and I got a bit unlucky in places. But overall, I know how to play that game, so that was a really really cool game. And yeah, that was my first win, so I was really really happy with that. And that's awesome. Um, yeah, so yeah, I was one win and a loss, and I, I like you know we were talking about it on the last podcast, and um, you know we were all saying like yeah, just one win. And um, mm-hmm. we'll be happy. So uh, at that point, I was like, "Boom, I'm, I'm done." Boom, done it. <laughs> you know what? Like, as the tournament went on, I know it's probably skipping ahead. But as the tournament went on, I've never rooted for someone to keep doing well as like for, for, for their like I don't know. I kind of felt like I was a cheerleader for Ed. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, every time he's like something happened, I was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> After every game, I was like, "Did you? Yeah, did so. you do it?" Well, I think the, the reason that I stress at the start how competitive this tournament was because i don't get me wrong yeah as you're seeing but i i played death guard twice but i i managed to avoid a lot of the like i played the jukari once and outside that i just managed to bob and weave through yeah. Admin against <laughs> all the yeah i fucking did yeah, yeah after that yeah so it was it, yeah there was definitely yeah we'll, we'll get onto it but um yeah, yeah. yeah there was definitely i think this really showed how important matchups are really <laughs> Um, yeah. So my, my, my second round game was against Jim Brown uh, with his disciples of Bellacore. And you know what? Playing against Bellacore, his, be- his army is beautiful. He's the, generally like, such a cool guy. I had such a fun game um, with my Blood Angels. I, weirdly, Bellacore managed to survive the whole game. Like, I just ignored him. He just went off to, <laughs> I was just like, nah, I'm not fighting you. And then I managed to like, kill his really like survivable demons. I managed to pull out a win. It was such a cool game. Um, and that, that, that mo- that such army. a nice uh, like model. Um, yeah, so that that was that, that was my game. Um, Ed, do you know what Adam's uh, game was? One second, listeners. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I do. He was a against. <laughs> well, to be fair, while he's looking for that, there the, I forgot to mention the thing I was talking about with Boris was like talking about these super high level players these guys are so good at this game that like i played boris a while ago and i had like my competitive quote unquote custodies list and he beat me with his meme space marines list where he was just like i'm just gonna take seven dreadnoughts because it'd be funny this is in age before they were good the thing (laughs) adam was against orcs and uh sorry yeah if we haven't if we haven't mentioned um the new orc rules were allowed at this tournament mm. and in fact uh this um guy reese uh he actually had a um what type was it it was he had the kill rig and uh yeah he just converted converted one up so um yeah so like, yeah he, he adam went against that and um yeah l- yeah lost that game it was a close game it looks like yeah, but I think, adam, um, I think adam said he managed to kill everything but just didn't quite get enough to score the the right amount of points. Like they had nothing. Mm. The Orcs had nothing left. Mm. So, well, I'll tell you what. Like if we if we don't mind, 
moving on to the, the third round really quickly yeah like I oh, actually, can I introduce got, this? Because this is this was this yeah, genuine. I laughed at this for about ten minutes on the date. Like this was <laughs> so funny, because I I had won one last one, and like, I cannot stress that I was like happy to be done. Like I was like I've won a game with GSC. I'm already going to be like a hero in the GSC groups. This is this is a fantastic <laughs> day. Um, and like then then Quipster lost two, and Quipster and I, sorry, I should say I was paired round three with Tyranids. Now. There were, a lot, there were a few Tyranid players at this tournament and they were all running like a, a John Lennon style list. But of course, you know, that was a little while ago now and, um, you know, the, the meta has moved on a bit. And so I was like, okay, could be much, much worse. Quipster, having lost two games, round three was paired with Jukari. <laughs> However, I will say, absolute. I saw that army and it was absolutely oh, beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, Free hand on everything. Yeah, and I was just like, Jesus. But honestly, I was, I was laughing so hard. I would have been. You know I would have been really grumpy. Like I would. I would, like, I would have been like Kareem. What, what have you done to me? <laughs> Round three. Versus Jukari, that's harsh. But yeah, you took so it in your stride. I, I, I did take it in my stride. And the funny thing was, like this this Jukari player, despite having the best army in the game, um, had lost his previous two games. Um, and the reason for that is because he's only ever played five games of Warhammer in his life. He was more of a painter than a player, um, oh, which is why his stunning. Uh, and so, yeah, and so, yeah, he he came into the table and he was just like, oh, yeah, I've not played much. And I was just like, with Drakari, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so, like, basically, I found out why he did so badly against the other two opponents and not me. It's because no one had told him to play for the objectives until before our match uh, and then he was just like oh yeah i'm actually for this time i'm going to change up my tactics i'm actually going to try and play objectives rather than just kill you i was like i fucking curse whoever told him that <laughs> i gotta say i gotta say i think this, this genuinely made me realize how just like chill a guy you are quipster because you really were just like ah that's not ideal but fine. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it, he was a super nice guy. It was a beautifully painted army. And we had a great game in the end. Um, it was, yeah, I got some, like, I've actually never played Drakari before. Uh, and so, yeah, it was just a really interesting learning That's experience for me. Good, good, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. They're quite pretty good. tasty. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Rich, what about you? What was your third round? So, uh, I was one and one at this point. And then my third round was against uh, Robert Mitchell, who's a bit of a uh, uh, a veteran of the, the Long War Gaming Guild, and his Drukari army. So me and Alex having a bit of a Drukari uh, experience in the third round. Uh, and unlike Alex, where he's a super chill guy, um, I I tried to have my... I mean, Robert played the, um, played the army amazingly. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I got absolutely obliterated by it. Uh, yeah, by I the remember end of it, seeing I you like, after I, I felt, half an hour. I, I, yeah, I got I got annihilated, and I just felt like at the end of it, I was like, "Huh, that that was uh, that was ow, <laughs> my butt cheeks are my red s- raw." <laughs> so, uh, my soul hurts now. Yeah, he, he just um, it was uh, I think I can't remember what the mission was, but I just felt like I couldn't be everywhere, and then I, I probably spit my army too much, and then he was just like picking me off. He played it so well, and he's a really cool guy. Uh, at the end of it, we both kind of said like what we could have done different, and it was kind of like it was really um, uphill climb for me. Um, 
but yeah really really cool game and, and you know what piloted so well so yeah well played yeah. Uh, Ed, what was your? Th- um, have you done your? Thing? Oh, sorry, I haven't actually. So, yes, yeah, so I was. You skipped. Yeah. You've ruined the order. Yeah, sorry, I was. <laughs> I was against the Tyranid list. Yeah, and it was kind of oh, a, yeah. a, a version of um, John Lennon's GT winning list. So, yeah, if you're not familiar, the uh, Dimacarons, uh, Exocrines, uh, Hive Guard. You've reminded these, me of something. These are the flavors of the month, and uh, oh yeah, I just know what Pop and Rich. Yeah, um, yeah. So give that shout out, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <Ben>? But, um, <laughs> I yeah so actually our friend Ben who we'll talk about in a sec I I uh. played him before and so I actually know this list quite well because um yeah the 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 list plays uh, like quite specifically like and how it runs so I kind of knew a bit about how to counter it um and to be fair he did actually fail some really key charges definitely but um yeah yeah so yeah that, I, I kind of felt quite confident in that game so yeah that was that was win number two which again like we went to the, we'll talk about the pub afterwards but like yeah i was over mm-hmm. the moon at this point um uh, people were high-fiving me it was it was it was a good fucking day <laughs> so i i just want to talk uh you know what? actually no, i'll leave it we'll talk about the pub now and then we'll, we'll go oh yeah sorry let yeah adam, yeah adam's last game was oh yeah. adam's last game so oh, we haven't actually mentioned sorry adam did bring his uh sisters his sisters um yeah. so yeah he a fairly competitive like quite a hard uh yeah i mean si- well. sisters are sisters are as like i think they're like a couple of percentage points behind admech in terms of win rate they're super mm, super good army very good. Um, but much harder to play really is, is, as a faction yeah. um admech of course you know um well to be fair there's a guess a couple of different builds but you can definitely just take loads of planes and shoot your stuff and you can have a good time if you go first um so adam was against i can i can uh, so round uh, three he was against uh, blood angels uh, uh, uh yes Pablo. of course uh, i don't i don't really know how this game went i think it was quite close it, um, it was very close i think he, i think it was he losing the end yeah i think i think it was a points thing in the end um yeah, yeah i remember him playing that that game went on for a while yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure adam will, will talk more to it afterwards um when it was sorry when he like comes a, back on yeah. but um yeah i, th- I think we'll do an lgt episode so we can probably summarize some of it like what our tournament experience has been overall so that's a good idea huh? yeah yeah so but i, I think it's it was a, a points thing is is where i think you know we we all were learning yeah and it's you know the thing is is really separates the top tournament players is is you know constantly having your eye on those points and playing those, those turns ahead like you say rich but yeah. uh yeah so that was day three and so day one day three <laughs> day, day one. that was day one and we went to the pub and had many conversations yeah many conversations about law and um me and quips the left and then like <laughs> we were like go towards the tube and then we saw the organizers and they were like ah oh, come for a pint and then we were like yeah right and so then yeah. we went back <laughs> we literally left the pub together and we were about oh yeah let's let's head home get some sleep yeah. And then we walked past Kareem and uh, Peter from London Wargaming Guild, and they were like, "Come on, just have one more." And we were like, "Well, if you insist." Yeah. <laughs> we had we said all our goodbyes, and then we just turned back up again with them, and we we're like, "Oh, I guess we're back now." Yeah, yeah. I'm still sitting there going, "Oh, you're back early." <laughs> right, they're back already. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, so Ed then got a little bit more shit faced, uh, and. I think by the time we left, it was like 11, 30, 12. <laughs> that just sounds so lame. <laughs> yeah, but like, it, it wasn't that late, but you, it is, it's, it's a long day. It's a long day. The yeah, so you do, you do have to leave reasonably. I think, yeah, probably about midnight, I think we, we left. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And then, as we walked past the venue... Oh, yeah. So, as we walked past the venue, I realised that I... Because you can leave your bag in the venue. You don't have to take your models we were, home we were, each day and bring yeah. it back. And I had left my keys in my Warhammer bag. And I was like, fuck. And my girlfriend was running a marathon the next day. <laughs> And it was it was late enough at night that I knew she had to leave at a certain time in the morning, a half marathon, sorry. Uh, and so I didn't want to turn up at home and like bang on the door and be like, hey, sorry, I wake up because she'd kill me. So I, and then I, so I said to Quipster, like, oh, fuck, I left my keys home. And so Quipster very, very kindly offered for me to stay at his place. And I'll tell you what, Quipster's a good fucking host. Like he's a, he's a really... Like the ever in Clapham, look him up. Um, and like he was like, "Here's your towel." Just like, do you know, do you want some hot chocolate? Uh, do you want me to tuck you in? Like it was, <laughs> it, was a really... <laughs> <laughs> it was a really It was a really nice. Your phone charger. Yeah. How, how drunk? How drunk were you, Ed? <laughs> oh, I wasn't that drunk, but like it was, it was, like, it was really nice. I had a shower. Um, yeah, it was good. It was really, really good. <laughs> I, I like to give guests like a, a nice experience. Got to see his video oh, as, yeah. we, as we talked about <laughs> earlier. Got to see exclusive footage that uh, very few people have seen in the world. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But uh, yeah, it was funny then because like we, we had to wake up like fairly early the next morning because it was just like because <laughs> Ed was just like um, I don't actually have any clothes, so it, it, this is going to look like a one night stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I told people it was, just easier. Um, yeah, Ed pulled. Yeah. I love the fact, though, that, like, when we were on the way to mine, I was just like, oh, damn, is, um, is your girlfriend going to have to, like, travel for this half marathon? Like, where's it, where's it going to be? And you were just like, I have no idea where it is. Yeah. She could be running in Manchester for all I know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, she doesn't know why I play Warhammer. Like, why? <laughs> Uh, um, no, all right, should, should we, uh, should we, when you eventually found your way back to the tournament in the same dungarees as the, the day same, before in the same dung- <laughs> I would have done that anyway I would have ideally liked to have changed my shirt um, I'll be honest with you listeners that would have been that would have been super nice um, <laughs> but unfortunately that's, that's what happens this next time um, Alex used to do your dry cleaning and leave it for you yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Mint, right. yeah there was a mint um, under my pillow but it was fine <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what was your fourth round matchup? We've we've kind of spoke. I think we've spoken about this this lovely man, haven't we already? Uh, yeah. So poor Ben Partington, great dude. He's in our he's in our hobby group. I saw him yesterday actually. Um, so he plays Tyranids, like, and he has been pretty a pretty solid Tyranids player for like a good while now. And Ben, poor Ben, was not having a good day um, for the for the previous day because. His first round had been a mirror match against Tyranids. And then his second game had also been a mirror match against Tyranids. And he was just like, you could see the life draining out of his eyes as the day went on. Just like, oh God, why why is this happening to me? Um, and then, yeah, so he played me uh, in, the, thir- in um, the fourth round. And, you know, it's when you play against friends, like it's, it's always going to be quite nice. Um, so we had a, we had a pretty good game. Um, one thing I've realized, like for me, it was a, a bit more of a learning experience because, like, I realized in my list, custodies just aren't killy enough, um, and they're not fast enough to like run at objectives 
in the way that I wanted. Um, and so, yeah, I lost to Ben in the end, uh, 52-77. Um, but, yeah, uh, just just a game against a friend. So, yeah, it was fine in the end. Aww. Ed, mm. your second game? So I was against uh, a, a friend of the Conclave, I think I'm probably fine to call, um, Ollie Missick. Who um, oh, yeah. I haven't actually played before, but I, I think he's probably played all of the guys in the group. And he had he had he had a death guard um, list, and it was a, this is my second death guard game. This was a really interesting variation, though. This was a he had three blight haulers, uh, three, sorry, three sets of three blight haulers, I should say, and then a PBC. And then a bunch of other stuff to, to like little stuff to play the game. But that was the, the, the crux of it with um, Epidemius. Now, if you're not familiar, Epidemius is a demon character, and he gives buffs to all Nurgle demon units on the battlefield. His his abilities don't have auras, and his buffs stack as the game goes on. So the more things demons kill, the more buffs he gives. And so, like once you've killed like two things, he gives you row ones. Once you kill like three, it's you know it's it goes up and up. It keeps a tally, and then it gets like plus one toughness, plus one strength, plus one movement. So like your PBCs are like T nine at a certain point. It's 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 a really really cool ability. Um, however, the thing about him is because he's a Nurgle demon, you can't just soup him into a Death Guard detachment. Uh, I'm sorry, Death Guard army without losing your contagions. And so he had uh, uh, he summoned him in which was really, really cool. <laughs> and cool. Uh, it was funny. I've never played this list before, but I have actually theorycrafted this li- a list similar to this with my friend before. And so it's, um, yeah, it was something I knew a little bit about and it was a massive shootout. And uh, yeah, he, he, he went first, which was, which was not, not good. And so he, yeah, he, and he had better shooting than me. So I was, I was on the back foot, but then I just like deep struck and charged everything in, just trying to tag all of these vehicles. And it was a massive scramble for points. And in the end, uh, I won by two points. Two two points. I like, like I'd put something back into deep strike like the previous turn, brought it in, spent two CP to come in three inches away onto an objective, and that meant that I got like the points for rod and the objectives because you score your secondaries at the end of the turn if you go second. It was such a good game. In fact, I think we realized as well afterwards that if he had positioned just a little bit differently, he would have won. Um, but either way, it was always going to be an incredibly close game. And uh, yeah, really cool guy. And like, yeah, Rich was saying there, like, I don't think it was the first time I've ever played anybody who, like, I think low key was genuinely rooting for me to win because, like, <laughs> people were really getting on the GSC hype. It was a lot of fun. And to be honest, it actually really changed, like, it really helped my opinion there of, like, taking a, an army that's, you know, let's say not as good traditionally in the, in the meta. And it's because, like, people really, like, will root for you. Uh, and it's really cool. Like, it was so fun. And so, um, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was because when I saw Death Guard, I was like, "Ha, I know Death Guard." But then it was a very different Death Guard list, and I was like, "Ah, don't really, <laughs> don't really know this list." But um, yeah, it was a crazy game for points. Two points in it, probably the closest game in the tournament, I'd wager. So it was um, absolute madness, and that put me at three wins to one. And at this point, like I can, I couldn't even believe it myself. We were getting, it was going. This was over the top at this point. Um, <laughs> Then on to my round three. And it was a close game as well, actually, uh, Ed. 
Uh, I don't think it's as close as yours, but um, I, I lost it on the last dice roll of the game. Uh, I, I took a... Uh, this is this funny. So I took the secondary for Blood Angels where if you kill the Warlord with oh, your yeah. Warlord, you get 15 points. But if you kill their war, uh, their Warlord in uh, melee, you get 10 points. Uh, and then if you just kill their Warlord, you get 5 points. So I, tr- I charged his Warlord with some Assault Intercessors and yeah, he managed just to, to pull the saves out of the bag and, and um, managed to win by, like I don't know, like 7 points or something. This would have got me 10 points on the one. Uh, it was one of those, like, the way, because Blood Angels do White Scars. Now, you, you, I think it was Dawn of War deployment. And it kind of flipped. Oh, yeah, you were against James Wright. No, I was playing, I was I playing played... uh, Pierre. Pierre. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Uh, there's a few White Scars. I, I remember James, because we were talking to him before uh, the, we even went into the the tournament on the, on the first day. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Mm. So, it, like, the mm. game kind of restarted. I think it was Dawn of War deployment. And it kind of just, like, everybody just did, like, a big circle. It flipped. Like we we both just hit one flank really hard and kind of just like yeah. went around in a circle, um, yeah. And it was just a really close game. It was really cool. Uh, and then let me go on to Adam's uh, round four. I actually have prepared this time, Richard. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he was against Quipster, or he was against a uh, version of Quipster. He was against the Shadow Keepers list, and it's it's not too dissimilar to what you run, Quipster. In fact, to jump ahead, I think you might have played this guy, Carl. Um, oh yeah, I had him in the next round. Right, yeah. So there we go. There we go. He was working his way through the conclave, and so he, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So he had a shadow keepers list and custodies, and of course Adam's practices list, as I think we mentioned on the last, on the on the last podcast that we did, because uh, we did a little practice tournament, and I think you two had played because you were in the same bad boom pod. Yeah. So um, there you go. Practice makes perfect because he he won that one. So uh, he won. Yeah, pretty, pretty. Yeah, it was a very high-scoring game. Yeah. But um, yeah, so um, at that point, there's one man left who needs a win in the conclave, mm-hmm. and that was you, Chris. And it's me. <laughs> yes. And I ended up facing Carl in a mirror match, his custodies versus mine, uh, at the end. And yeah, I pulled pulled the win out of the bag. Um, I've got to say, I've got to give some credit to uh, my buddy Ollie. Uh, heroic caveman on Instagram, great dude, and he's been my like custodies like sensei uh, since I got into the hobby. Actually, um, so I asked him for some advice, like because I've never played custodies before with my custodies. I've never done it, um, and so yeah, I asked him for his advice, and he was just like, "Do this, this, and this. You'll be fine." And I did that, 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 and I was fine. And I won. Nice. Such a uh, detailed but, instruction about. Yeah. <laughs> it. No, it was. It was. It was basically just like, um, first kill the things that are standing on objectives, because then he has to send back the things he was going to attack you with, um, that are fast, and then kill the things that are fast, because then he won't have anything to attack you with and ignore the telemon. And I was like, yeah, that's actually what I should do. So I killed the things that were standing on backfield objectives. So he had to send his Venetari and his bikes back to hold his home objectives. Then I killed uh, the, Ven- uh, the Venetari um, and his other like fast-moving things. And he didn't have the ability to reach out and touch me. Because um, he didn't have the ability to move across the board fast enough. <laughs> so, yeah. Rich, you're such a chart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so for the listeners, he said touch me and I raised my eyebrows yeah, twice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in a seductive manner. Um... But yeah, no, great guy in the end. Super cool dude. Um, had a really, really nice, really chill last game, and it was just a lot of fun, to be honest. Yeah, it was, it was a training really mission nice. for the custodies. So yeah, you know what? the custodies won. That's that's all that matters. 
Um, Ed, your game two. Did did you did you do it? Uh, on yes. So the final, uh, my final Lack of enthusiasm there. <laughs> game, my final game of the day of the tournament. I was trying to trying to get my. I can't do words good. Um, my final game of the tournament was actually um against Blood Angels. Funnily enough, Rich. So I I just visualized you, and oh, uh, <laughs> I really, and to be fair, and I will say this is where like you know I was totally willing to to get matched against you know some uh, i i deserved at this point um i'd played death guard twice and death guard are good but i, I think i deserved a, a really tough tough night there to match up at this point and blood angels are not in the best spot right now um but i was against uh, a guy called jamie who me and Christopher had actually spoken with for many hours the night previously about law and, well. and, and all sorts um in in the pub so it was uh yeah really cool to play him and of course but he wasn't he obviously deserved to be um higher up in the tournament at the time so he was he was a really good player and but honestly the, this you know just to finish off the tournament this mission and terrain because i was on the lgt terrain and it massively favored me like hugely so because um you know like you know rich was talking about you know playing jukari but blood Angels kind of have that with a lot of stuff because a lot of the blood your stuff is just quite expensive and you can't really knock it at value for points in some ways because like you get a lot of attacks it's more of the case of just i don't need this many attacks yeah you kind of if, you're really, if they come you're really in 200 committed, aren't you yeah with, if you get those points if they come in you know 250 point packages or whatever it is then it's just not really worth it when, when my squads are 120 and, and, and yeah. they'll wipe those squads so it was um yeah actually a really like he played really well because i think it was a really tough matchup for him um i didn't i don't think that was obvious to me going into the game but it was one of those ones where you play the game and afterwards you go oh actually that was uh yeah i can see that way going that way most of the time um so yeah that was it four and one and um uh, yeah, it was. I had a mad week the following week. It was so cool. I had so many people reaching out on Instagram, um, which was really, really nice. So, yeah, thank you for no, that. Was, I mean, well done. <laughs> like, I, it was cool. We're, we're all really like happy for you, and yeah, you played amazing. Like it's uh, it's also you, the... you can see your face afterwards. You just had the biggest grin. It was mm-hmm. so nice. I to was see. I was over the, like this is also this also sure the happy. the best I've ever done. Like it's it's almost too well in the terms of like what's funny is that if GSC ever get a codex. Um, in 2023, I probably won't do this well with that book. This was just a freakishly um, good event, and um, yeah, like yeah, like it was just um, yeah, like considering the the, the matchups, you know, you guys have been hearing what we've what the other the other guys had it was just you know you know adam's final round as we'll talk about in a second was against thousand suns the new thousand suns codex um and he you know won one game game, yeah so it's like you know quipster lost two games paired with jukari like and i'm just there somehow um you know death guard are a really good army but like compared to some of the things out there right now of course as we all know then it was you know definitely not as as bad as it could have been so yeah i think it, it was a really interesting one like um uh, obviously, there's been a lot of talk recently. Um, sorry, I'll, I'll keep this quick. But um, there's been a lot of talk recently about uh, like the pairing system in Warhammer tournaments, um, which we won't go into why. But um, yeah, I guess that's kind of the thing. So I, I had a friend, in fact, Nick, who we had on the podcast. So we had both won three, lost one. And he had done that because he had won a game, won a game, won a game. So he was continually bat- um, playing against the best players in the tournament. Right, so he was continuing playing against the best players in the tournament. Then lost a game against one of the you know the, the top 
uh, like a really top player. And so he was then the same wins and losses as me. However, because he had, um, they did it by uh, path to victory, which meant because his, because his, victories were worth more than mine essentially that meant in the final round he was paired against admec and i was paired against blood angels we had the same wins and losses and of course you could absolutely make the case that it should have been he he didn't he should have been in the one to get the easier matchup because he's had the harder fight to get to that that final that final round right so it's it's it is a really interesting one it's definitely one of those things that um you can't do perfectly and i know from speaking to kareem and peter that they had many conversations with top like players and tournament organizers right around the world to try and uh because it was it was during the heat of people discussing the tournament yeah. system and they yeah they they, they they this was the best system that they've got and it probably is the best system to make to make everybody as many people happy as possible but um it's just not yeah it, it is of course that is that is the unfortunate side effect there but it is interesting and it, it does show that like you know, if you yeah, if you do like lose your first game, you could get a way easier path than somebody who who wins um, all their way through and then has one one hurdle that they can't get over. It's yeah, interesting, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, so I guess I guess I could do my last game. My last game is against a guy called Tom with his salamanders. Uh, again, really fun game. Um, basically, cut a long story short, I bounced. <laughs> <laughs> I bounced off the salamanders and then got flamed to oblivion. Um, yeah, really, it's a really cool game. I'm definitely looking back at it. I, I made some, some mistakes, so it was kind of my own fault. Oh, also, this is the mission where... Well, I can't remember what the secondary is, but the secondary is you take a one where you sit on your objective in your deployment zone and you score 15 points. So I took engage instead because, you know, I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, and, uh, not yeah, I remember talking to you about that after. Win, but, um, yeah, it, it was a really cool game, really nice guy, and... Um, we had a good. We did. We, did, we just had a good laugh of it. Both like near the bottom end of the tables. Both one win, um, and yeah, he had some really cool like conversions for his chapter master on bike. It was riding one of those like dragon dog riders from Sigma. That really cool. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, cool. But anyway, yeah, and then we we spoke about Adams. So haven't we? Oh, so I don't think we just had the results. So yeah, it was really close, as Rich said. Um, so yes, Adam. Yeah, Adam as well finished on uh, one win. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he lost that one at the final game. We'll do better, GT. We'll do it for the concave listeners. Well, this is this is the yeah. brilliant thing about this tournament. This tournament is seen as the practice tournament for the LGT yeah, yeah. by a lot of the top players. That's why they that's, all that's, went. That's, that's that's what I tell people. Well, not <laughs> even just that. Like, to, to mention it again, actually, like we've now got a bit of tournament experience. Mm. We're now all in the like Vanguard Tactics Academy. Like we've got a bunch of practice games coming up. It's going to be interesting to see how we grow no, no as players. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> Nice. Well, I think I think it's 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 that thing of you just don't you'd never be a good player if you're not willing to lose some games and yeah. um, like you know like I you know I don't I don't want to get into it I'm I'm not a modest person but there was definitely a bit of a fluke in in my performance <laughs> over that weekend. However, um, yeah, like I you know I've I've definitely um, lost a lot of games um, over over the the, the years and that's what separates those top tournament guys is the fact that they're willing to play again and again and again until they win um and i think you know for a lot of it you know which is not a practice with the list because of covid you know we haven't played a massive amount compared to some people we didn't do tts which a lot of people did that's actually really big like um mm-hmm. speaking to a, a, a guy who's played like a thousand games on tts and it's, it's yeah and so yeah. like it's it's 
you know, there's really, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's there's, there's a big gap at the moment of how well people know the game. And so, yeah, even just, even just those five games, um, will really say it. But to be fair, like we did all say that the week before yeah, the, yeah, on the podcast, <laughs> we were like, look, we just want to win one game. And then that was, that was yeah. exactly what we, we, did, did. Goal, we did. No win, no, no one or less. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is there anything else wants to cover? Which be, might be a good point because we've been going quite a while to end yeah. the podcast. Our return yeah, to the uh, airways. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, get back on track with our schedule anyway. Yeah. So, um, no, thank you for listening. Sorry, we were on a bit of break. I think with the world opening up, uh, job-wise for all of us, it's got a lot busier. Like with my where I work, it's a lot to do with supporting people's finances in COVID, and with lockdown coming to an end people been needing help so i've been really busy i know ed started a new job relatively recently adam you know legal department very busy and alex very busy so we'll try and get some more content out to you guys we've got some ideas to maybe do some shorter form stuff to get more content out um and yeah but basically thank you for listening thank you helena for joining us it's a pleasure to have you chatting with us and have we actually quiet. have we said what <laughs> helena's instagram is yeah i mentioned it earlier oh but, yeah no we haven't oh, okay uh, what's, what's your instagram uh, it's silver pains how do you spell that? Um, so like silver nerf, so silver paints. Well, I'll put. So I'll make sure we put it in the description. Yeah, rich. Yeah. <laughs> put it in the description. Give her a follow. She's got some beautiful stuff on there. We've heard a lot about it, and we we'll look forward yeah, to seeing. Yeah, and there will be lots of harlequins. Yeah, we look forward to seeing the harlequins on there. Uh, but overall, uh, but yeah, I guess so. Thank you for listening, guys, and we'll we'll, we'll uh, see you soon. Bye. Bye.